What the fuck are they planning on doing with the Resident Evil 4 remake? I just played through Resident Evil 4. It's fucking perfect. It's as what? close to a 10 as a 10 yeah. as I would give. Is this how it's, we're starting? Wait, what? They're, they're going to take the game. They're going to shit on it. They're going to fucking cut Lewis out. They're going to make Ashley a fucking like, <laughs> main character. They're going to give her a gun. Uh, they're going to make fucking Ashley a man, and I'm not going to fucking stand it. Greg, <laughs> are we starting? Ashley. What's happening? You guys, you guys like that village, right? Yeah, we're too really fucking didn't bad. For Resident Evil Four, didn't really. Uh... You're well, John. Let's be honest. Uh, you play. Uh... I know I'm in the hype. No, 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 hold on, that's not fair, Chad. It's not that I didn't care for it. I played it once. I enjoyed it. I've never ever gotten the urge to play it again. When everyone says it's, it's like one of their favorite games of all time, I just I'm like, all right. I mean, that's fine, but it just does not click with me. And do you want to make a bet right now? I feel what's, sorry. What's for that, you. Greg? All right. So I bet. In the remake, they're going to get rid of Salazar when that giant statue oh, that chases you. I bet fifty bucks they're going to get rid of that in the remake. But I, why, why say I, that? Hmm. I just feel like that's something they're just going to be like, no, this is we don't need this. And then dude, he was soft and baby shit, dude. I remember you oh, fight him, oh. and he's sitting over there. I dude, I'm telling you, the fight lasted less than three seconds. I saw his little face. Oh. I went to inventory. I pulled out the, you rocket, out the launcher, rocket launcher, which I bought um, with my own money, and I said, "Shut up, little man!" <laughs> I just fucking Dude, blew him out the water. Collected the rocket launcher in chapter three and kept it till the end of chapter four. Blew him away. That's I'm what you sorry, do, but man. you you got to be at least five foot five to be a formidable threat. Yeah. The I'm final sorry. boss, without a rocket launcher, shot him you know. once. <laughs> then Ava throws to the cutscene, throws me a second rocket launcher, shot him again. You know what's really sad is when you first get to the castle in Resident Evil 4, Salazar is actually uh, 6'2". <laughs> this guy's using fucking rocket launchers like it's uh, fucking tissue. Tissue paper. I bought them fair and square, dude. Welcome to the Broken Campfire Podcast, where I forgot how we were going to edit it. And midway <laughs> through. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to come out of the end. I'm your host, Andy, bumbling through every episode. It's episode 14. Uh, 14? Joined by a lot of my friends tonight. That's Greg over there. Hey, over I'm great. We got our over on the throne. That's our king of Keeley, John. Uh, it's uh, nice to be here. Thanks for having me again. And uh, the king's cage is Vito Exotic, serving his sims. Hey. And uh, finally, Flask, who's going to find some way to elegantly... Audio engineer the intro so it doesn't sound like I fucked yeah. up as bad as I did. It's like a bunch you of forgot. yelling. <laughs> I, I completely forgot that, and I agreed with your suggestion too. But you know what? You can cut dice, whatever. It yeah, how about uh, real it. quick, Greg? Just finish what you were saying just now before I started the thing. Oh, with the Resident Evil Four. Yeah, the first time you oh. played or whatever. Oh, I was gonna say like the first time I played it, and every other time after it. You know when you're doing the uh, the defense in the building with a uh, Lewis? Yeah. Every time at the end you can pick the way right, and that's the giant, or the left with the Chainsaw Sisters. I was so afraid of the Chainsaw Sisters, I always picked right no matter what. Because I was, <laughs> I was just always too scared to go over to the left. That's we started a it. band called the Chainsaw Sisters. It's a good name for a band. Is it a uh, uh, death it metal band? Cut, no, cut it it's, like a, it's like a... <laughs> Like a new wave goth kind of thing. Oh, so it's like death metal. I was thinking like a Sisters of Mercy. You know Sisters of Mercy? 
you know, I listen to anime music. What do you think? <laughs> All right, oh my god. Sorry. All right, let's get back on track. Tonight we're going to talk a little bit about remakes in the wake of uh, some and news about what Capcom's plans are and video game stories in general, just because I had some thoughts about that after playing Life is Strange 2. Greg is going to wow us with his cultural segment. Greg, what do you got planned? I have thrills, chills, and embarrassment. Ooh. Ooh. And little grills. Sounds like, I like no, high I actually specifically <laughs> I actually specifically stayed away from them because I didn't want yeah, to be too good. weird. You you're very careful. I appreciate that. Uh, listen, I wasn't that careful, but I was careful. <laughs> we also got the staples we're gonna do round table for everybody and go into the news. So without further ado, we'll start with the man in the cage himself, Vito Exotic. You've been playing a bit of Doom, right? Yeah. Um, I started. You've been Doom playing a bit more of Doom. You said last episode you're really enjoying it. You know, I, I think you are almost beat it, right? So how- I'm on the last boss right now. I'm about to still enjoying the, it. The final boss, dude. It's fucking. It's like a perfect game. Uh, I, I mean, saw that I, I uh, speedrun video. That was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that was neat. I, I sent uh, the boys uh, a video explaining some like popular speedrunning mechanics. Um. For Doom Eternal, but I'm not a speedrunner. Right. I'm just playing the game normally, and uh, sure. yeah, dude, it's just a perfect game. Every the, the gameplay loop is awesome. The platforming, the uh, dance you do between chainsawing enemies for ammo, glory killing for health, and um, uh, what's the other one? Oh, and uh, lighting them on fire with the flame belch for armor is just uh, it just feels so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Level design is awesome. So, yeah, I, I'm still enjoying the hell out of it. I haven't played multiplayer yet. And, um, well, you know, I'll, I'll do that after I beat the campaign. I, I think I remember Doom 2016's multiplayer mode was pretty forgettable, but they were trying to do more with the eternal mode, I think, to make it stand out a bit more. I yeah, I don't know too I, much I about this one. About it. This, yeah. I think this one's like 2v1, two players play as demons, which is kind of cool. And there's like a bunch of demons from the campaign you could play as. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume there's like other NPC demons in the arena too. I don't know. Sure, probably. But I'm not that interested in it. But it's nice, you know, to uh, after the campaign to still have something to do. And they're also sure. adding at a later update, uh, like in invasion style, like a kind of like Dark Souls invasions, where you could hop mm-hmm. into other people's <laughs> campaigns while they're playing it as like a uh, like a champion demon <clears throat> that they have to fight, which is so fucking cool. And I wish it's out now. But I'll definitely revisit the game once that's out. And then I also heard they're releasing story DLC. Cool. But I, I highly good. recommend the game. I, you know, like, I recommend the game to you guys. And I know we're, we don't play that kind of game. I mean, it's kind of... <clears throat> what I thought it would just be like a mindless shooter. And, it, and it's not. There's like a rich uh, rich gameplay mechanics sure. under all that. Cool. And I, I would definitely recommend it to you. I've been listening cool. to the soundtrack of that. Games. Soundtrack's fucking awesome. Dude, I love the soundtrack. There's been a bit of controversy over that soundtrack. I yeah. see, I've seen Yeah, you want to get into that now or do you want to save it for the news? Um, I don't know. What do you think, host? Uh, we can just save it for the news, probably. Right. Yeah, Vito, save it for the news. Just titillate the 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 listeners, you know? Yeah, so... A little, a little tease. Titillate. Actually, fuck it. Just go into it now. <laughs> well, I I just realized like I didn't have like an article posted for it. Yeah, it's so not I even in there. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, not. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's there's not a whole lot of story there. But basically, the soundtrack of Doom is made by uh, Mick Gordon, who's an extremely 
talented um, engineer. What's that? He's really good. Yeah, he's made. He did the Doom 2016 soundtrack, and you know, I would say like one fifth at least of the the Kurt the the Doom hype is because of this guy's soundtrack, and. Um, you know, there's a couple of videos out there of him explaining how he made the soundtrack and it's a fun story. And recently there's been a couple of, uh, there's been a bit of a controversy because I think it started in, um, a YouTube comment. Mick Gordon commented on somebody's guitar cover of one of the songs, uh, commenting on how he didn't mix the entire signatures or whatever. Yeah, like, he he, would, he, like the touch no, no. weren't his or something like this. Yeah, basically he he didn't mix all the tracks. Most of the tracks weren't mixed by him. And when you're a music engineer doing like a, a soundtrack like this, you know that's I guess that's typically something you do. It's it's you know it's, oh yeah it's it's putting this all you know I guess in Doom Eternal it's made up of all these different uh, song clips when you're playing the game, you know, that pop in and pop out at different times. But in the actual soundtrack that gets released, those are put together to form full length songs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Basically, they have to be he cohesive. He didn't arrange, I don't know if it was just that song or multiple songs, but he didn't arrange them. Some person did. multiple songs. Not a lot of songs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he didn't arrange them. So they ended up like not matching his vision at all. And he also, I think didn't mix the version of the songs that ended up on the soundtrack. The official soundtrack. Right. So and the, and the only comments from him have been, I think somebody asked him uh, on some sort of social media platform if he'll ever work with it again, and he said he doubts it. So people don't know really where to cast the blame, if it's with Bethesda, who has a history of doing dumb I things. I think you might as well just blame Bethesda. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because Bethesda is just the publisher here, you know, could be id, id too. But anyway, it's a bummer because... If he's not going to work with it again, if he's not going to be a part of the next, you know, Doom game, that's a shame because he really uh, losing a bit of the soul of the franchise. Definitely, absolutely. Yeah, sure, that is a shame. But yeah, it's not the in-game soundtrack, so you should definitely pick up the game. But it's just the uh, the official the sound- OSC, right? Official soundtrack OSC, whatever. Sorry, ATM, yeah, the ATM I- machine. I just spilled wine all over myself. <laughs> all right. Well, after showing one over yourself, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all I got um, about Doom. <laughs> right, do, you, do you need to take a minute? That's fine. We can. Come no, no, I'm, no, I'm good. I'm good. You were actually right. right by the way. Same my first rodeo. Uh, you're, you're right, by the way, Andy. Like he was, I, I just remembered he is talking about the time signature changes being a result of that. Right. Okay. Like, that's what I thought. Yeah. Person. Yeah. I realized the way I said it sounded kind of funny. Um. Then you also have been playing some of the usual suspects, blah blah blah. You know, yeah, stuff me and John Mordhow. And, uh, and yeah, we've been playing Mordhow, and uh, uh, I've actually been having a lot of fun with Mordhow because I've gotten a little better. And uh, yeah, mm, so it's, it's, games are fun when, when you're. I when haven't played with you recently, then. <laughs> no, well, you, have, well, you, ha- you, ha- you haven't, dude. <laughs> you haven't. I have gotten better, man. You, know, you, did, I, I did, you did fine the last time we played. You you got like 15 kills last time we played. No, yeah, but now I'm like, nothing. now it's like not hard for me to stay positive. You know, that's I'm good. not. I don't mean mentally. I mean like KD. Um, dude, I don't want to. I don't want to shit on anybody here. I don't know if this pertains to anybody here, but there's a lot of people who complain that like it's so different from chivalry. The skills didn't transfer. 
I feel like hey. when I started, I feel like when I started playing Mordhau, like I was just put on a glove that I'd worn many times before. I don't I really think I'm... all that much about the new mechanics. It's just kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm learning through osmosis. I just, I I just kind of played it like chivalry, and I do pretty well. But I mean, I've worn the new stuff by now. But like, you know, I've never really had like that hard of a time with the game. I don't know. I was much. I'm better not current good. Obviously, I wasn't Mordhau. Same. You've also barely like, played Mordhau. Flask, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, not, true. To, not to downplay your experience, but I mean, it, but what it, I'm it, saying it, is that my skills apparently did not transfer because I was actually decently good at, yeah, fair. I think there's so, I mean, okay, it's good that enough. you ha- you didn't have that, but I think there's some truth to it because I had the same experience where I was much better at chivalry and the learning curve from Mordhau was long and arduous, arduous. You guys think it was like because I got into like the rock bottom with like, like when it first came out or something? And I was, like, learning with everybody else. I don't know. I don't know, maybe. dude. Maybe you're just better than everybody else. Is that yeah, what you want me to say live on this I'm podcast? Just really, maybe I'm just really good at video games and really smart and everything. Well, what if we went around the curve? What if you're so bad you just can't recognize it? Anyway, you're, you're Vito, always like, uh, Vito, what else have you been up to? Uh, I've been playing, uh, again, the usual suspects, Divinity. Um, <laughs> dude, I don't even know where to begin on, on this uh, Divinity journey we've been on. Uh, we've been heavily modding the game. And at this point, we have, like, modding. we have like multiple uh, playthroughs or timelines, as we call them, uh, of between, our, between our group of friends and John's friends. And then there's like an overlap, too, where we have a playthrough with all of us together. And we've been heavily modding the game, and the games are just falling apart. Like, every time we start the game, something's wrong. There's some weird glitch. Someone's missing an item. Uh, somebody's computer's crashing. And we, we, I think we've just been uh, tempting fate a little too much with these mods. So isn't it always Kurt that ends up crashing or Blue No, no, it's happened with every single uh, one of us, including every me. time I uh like get on in the morning, like or I look at my Discord, it's usually I see where you at or Kurt saying blue screen me sleep. <laughs> it started with Kurt, but I think Kurt's problem was different from the one problem we're we're experiencing now. Because the f- the fix to our current problem is to you know go into your your PC and delete the mod folder, and then when you join the game, it'll re-download the mods. Uh, I just think we have so many games going, and yeah, they're j- they're getting like crossed over, like mods are getting like messed Timelines up. Timelines are co- uh, collapsing. In sure, seriously, yeah. I, well, I'm worried about because we ha- we have a few games we just started, we're kind of messing around with. We have our Skeleton Brothers game. You know, we're all skeletons, and dude, we've been doing this playthrough for close to a fucking year now. Because we were, I was in the other apartment when we started, and we're That's we're crazy. at the very end. But like things are starting to shit on us, like things are breaking and people are disconnecting. So we, we really got to finish it before the Nazgul uh, are invading. Yeah, they, we got Nazguls. Uh, we became the king Gondor. Her put on the ring. And the crown. <laughs> oh and he's got oh the sword. God. Yeah, we had this dwarves playthrough that we thought we were just kind of a throw away because the save was like broken. And the same thing happened to like one of John's Is that playthroughs. the elemental ones? The elemental dwarves, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, we, have, we got all the elements. We and got vampire. Earth, water, yeah, vampire. wind, water, <laughs> and vampire. And vampire. Oh, you guys talked about that last, last episode. That playthrough got corrupted. Yeah, but we fixed it. Oh, we, 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 we thought it, it was oh, gone. Good. Yeah. We have five right. people for that one. We we like had to go into the game files and change some stuff, but we oh, have a, an extra person. Yeah, cool. but um, yeah, that and uh, that's about it for me. Yeah, you watched uh, the first episode of The Watchmen as well, I think. I did watch the first episode of Watchmen, and um, I really enjoyed it. It was good. 
Uh, very extremely off. dark. I mean, even from the from the fucking jump, as soon as you start it, just yeah, throws I mean, you into the, carnage. The, the cold open is the Tulsa Massacre, which is a real yeah. life event, by the way. I don't know how much they uh, played Holy up for the, for the movie, but that that actually did happen. Oh, I did not know that. That's scary. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to uh, to watch more. So I I have a question about the Watchmen universe. Yeah, that's fine. What's up? You're, you're, you've not re- you've watched the Zack Snyder movie, I think. I, you said before, I watched but... the movie, which I liked, and I've never read the comic. Um, okay, go ahead. The president in this universe is, is... actor Robert Redford? Yes. <laughs> well, in the, original, in the original graphic novel, it was still Richard Nixon. And then, I guess, they're making a joke on, like, uh, actors, you know, like uh, Robert oh, so instead of Reagan, I thought. Well, Robert Redford was in the Watchmen canon before this. Like, maybe yeah, I thought I looked into this. comics or something like that, or maybe it was even directly mentioned in the comic. But maybe this so. is this was not a a totally new change. The fact that Robert Redford has been present for thirty some years is obviously a new thing. But him yeah. as president well, is oh, new. Thirty some years. Yes, yeah. he, he's okay, been the president yeah, since the eighties. Yeah. Okay, well, is, is Robert Redford going to be the president in the show? Like the uh, actual actor? <laughs> um, yeah, who's playing him? The president is a non-entity in the show. I'll just say that. I mean, it's okay. It's just world It's not a global plot. So you're saying they couldn't yeah. get Robert Redford? They probably could not get Robert Redford. Otherwise, they probably would have had him for a code open where he's like, what's going on in Tulsa? What? And, and that's he's, it. He slams he's the phone retired. down. You just see his exactly. hand. Fade to black. Gotcha. Credits. Hmm. Well, I'll have to watch more. Vito, uh, do you think I could lift a 200-pound man? Do, you, do I think you could lift a 200-pound man? You mean like over your yes. head or just onto your shoulders? Yeah, how, how high up? Yeah. Like fireman uh, carry? I, I definitely you could. Over your head? I don't think so. No, Using a lever and pulley that. system. Well, yeah. okay, May- yeah. I thought you just meant <laughs> okay. like. But you'd really have to put your body weight into it. Like, I think you'd have to, to jump, jump and like push down. All right, cool. I'm glad you guys believe in me. That being said, John, working Achilles, what have you been up to? Well, as you know, I've been playing a little bit of Divinity, um, well, a lot of bit of Divinity actually. Too much, really. Uh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, in TV news, <laughs> I uh, I started the uh, the X Files. Oh, cool! Ooh, yeah, you enjoying it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not watching like you know, I put it on when I sleep, so I'm missing kind of chunks in between. Uh, Damn, company's I, good. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying what I see. I mean, I, I've I've seen most of the episodes. Probably missed you know a few. You know, I'll usually it's X-Files like stops too. and it's like you know Hulu. We gotta finish JoJo first and you you we you gotta get in line, bud. I would watch some X-Men, though. Let's see. Uh, I think I'm on season th- uh, three. Yeah, season three. That's I'm weird. Not... I've actually been slowly making my way through season one over the past few months, just like watching an episode. Oh, yeah? Cool. For the, for the first time. I'd never watched it before. That's interesting, John, that you're also watching through it. Are you guys starting to believe? Yeah, I, no. uh, I'm i wondering how, because I think it's, what, nine seasons, right? Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it can stay good for nine seasons. I don't know. I've never seen the show, but my feeling is probably not. Because it seems to be like the theme is like every season they kind of get close to seeing an alien or like like actual confirmation, and then they kind of like pull it away. But it's like, I, how long can they do that? 
don't know if Flask is a bigger X-Files head than me, but I feel like they never get confirmation because like Mulder and Scully's dynamic kind of depends on that, doesn't it? I mean, I've seen Alien. I'm watching it for the first time. (laughs) Okay, I I just didn't know if you knew. I mean, there was like a... I don't know. It's kind of weird. They definitely know there's aliens. There's like a fucking dude who's like shape shifting in front of their eyes. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they see supernatural shit. Like it's well, yeah. not oh, okay. But that dude but, claimed but thought, to be an alien though. But I thought Scully was like the oh, there's a rational explanation for this. She is, but she's basically just like willfully ignorant. <laughs> oh, okay. so she's she's an idiot. I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, like tile man in front of her, and she's like, that she dude, saw pretty much actually, dude, yeah, she seemed like a man so much, like. I don't know about that agent I mean, Moller. I mean, she whatever. literally. She's, she's also seen, not as bad. She's as seen a man who shapeshifted into Moulder, like, and she saw them both, <laughs> and she's like, oh, I don't know. That was Classic weird. optical <laughs> illusion. You see, there's a my glasses the windows. Her her thing isn't like refusing to believe that there is stuff stuff that they don't know or whatever. It's that she thinks there's a rational scientific explanation behind everything that seems okay, supernatural gotcha. or otherworldly. See, I can get behind that. And sometimes she's part, right. Like, Evolution molders. You, you see like little green men running in front of you or something like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a hard time invoking that card. Also, I mean, you know, it's what it's whatever. It's, it's TV. It, it seems like almost every or every other episode Scully just needs saving and it's like from, it's, from an alien that she doesn't believe in. Well, from an alien or like a crazy guy. <laughs> I'm fine. I mean, she gets kidnapped <laughs> all the time. But it's like it's just fine. Once, I wish was, I'm not I really wish, kidnapped. It's he's not really real. No, it's an illusion. No, it's all, like just normal crazy people too. But I just wish once she would just pull out her gun and just blow somebody's brains out. <laughs> I actually saw someone. I don't know if this is true, but I saw someone make a comparison about how many times uh, either Scully or Mulder need saving, and from their statistics, it looked like Mulder was actually in distress more often than Scully, and they needed saving by her rescuing. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe they got some complaints in the early seasons because like I'm yeah, telling you, like, every pretty much episode. Well, is maybe just... those are the episodes John's sleeping through. That's possible oh, yeah. too. <laughs> that that would totally make sense if you think about it. But I I can confer, I can th- think of at least five times today in season two that I've seen Scully if get saved in the episode. There was <laughs> even like a cliffhanger in season. Oh, I don't want to spoil it. There's a cliffhanger where she may or may not get rescued. Wink. She doesn't. Let me know if she does. I can't, I can't oh, yeah. say. I don't want to spoil it. Anyway, I don't get on a tangent here. Uh, X-Files, you can probably just cut like a 90% of that out. X-Files, good. Watching <laughs> it. Divinity, good. Don't want to talk about it. Um, X-Files is like... I know there's like a uh, a main plot thread, but otherwise it's just kind of like a monster of the week, right? It's a monster of the yeah, week, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would yeah, totally but... watch that with you if you want to throw one up one of these days. Yeah, yeah it's good. It's on Hulu. Uh, good. I hope the smoking right, ends cool. in this one. Anything else, John? Uh, yeah, I'll squeeze one more. I got a few more. I'll just squeeze one more. Uh, I've been playing City of Heroes. Uh, it's actually City of Heroes Homecoming. It's like a fan-made, oh, I don't yeah. know, server of, of City of Heroes slash villains, the MMO. What's uh, what's different about this fan-made server compared to the real one? I don't think anything's different. It's actually. online. Well, yeah, well, oh, the real online. game doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. oh, I shut it down oh, like a decade ago. I always ago. get that confused with Champions Online. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Well, yeah, some of the, the same company. The Champions was like a... I don't know, Wait, it was a it's mess. even the same company? Uh, I believe it was the same 
publisher. Sure. It was the same Sonic? publisher, I'm pretty yeah. sure. So is City of Heroes like a better version of Champions? Or is I it would say somehow? better in every way. Okay. I feel like Champions was just kind of a weird, cartoony cash grab. Well, the, the problem is, uh, City of Heroes did fine, but it didn't do well enough in, like, the Asian market in Korea. Um, mm. Which is, like, where it was competing against... I forget That's what the, the other MMO at. was that NCSoft was, like, hosting at the time. But it was That's just fucking... At. Yeah, it was just exploding in Korea. So they decided just to stop, uh, stop supporting the game. But the you know the fan made one. It's the whole game. It's it's even I stopped playing way before the servers went down. So there's a bunch of new oh, stuff yeah. I haven't seen. I mean, there's tons of people playing. I always run into people. Are you yeah. is it like free or? Yeah, yeah. You just go to uh, I don't know Google uh, City of Heroes Homecoming. It's a real easy download. You have free. Oh, I'm sure, they take donations or whatever. You guys want to check that out sometime? Yeah. I'll play that. The character creator is amazing. You just get lost making fucking costumes for for hours. I love I love installing these games, spending three hours making my character and doing the tutorial, and then hanging out in the bar until we uninstall. <laughs> ever in this one, the character creator is like, I don't know. It's I mean it, it's like Champions, but I, I would say it's even better than Champions. All oh, the Champions no, have some cool stuff. If I can give one piece sensitive. of advice. And I did it when we played. Do not pick fucking the, your superpower, like Super Sprint, I think it was. As we talked about, John. Maybe that was that City Heroes we played? Yeah, it might have been Champions. Uh, maybe Champions. champions. It, sounds like, it sounds like a Champions discussion about, like, it was like... Wasn't it like Teleport or something? It was just, like, way better in every Yes, day. it was like a travel power. And then I right. picked the one that you shouldn't have picked. And oh. everyone was just, like, <laughs> zipping past. And I'm like... Oh, you, man. Just, you, you just, just run faster run than normal, there, but everybody else can like <laughs> fly and like teleport. Yeah, in, in those games, flying is just de like de facto the best transportation. Right, flying is pretty damn solid. Although I think in City of Heroes, my favorite because you can get more than one in City of Heroes. So if you get super speed plus super jump, you just fucking boom. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's the original. Uh, that's uh, Silver Air Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah or just, be some sort of or Golden Air. I don't know what they call them. I want to Go be able to burrow yeah. through the ground. Dude, they have animal. Land. You can't. I think they actually. They might have like a beast run, and they might have like an underground thing. Uh, oh, cool. Fuck yeah. But yeah, that's that's, that's been taking up my time, and I'm I'm getting ready to move. But that's not that's not video game related. <laughs> well, I wish you, you luck play on, like your, a uh, on your on your quest uh, wherever you're going back to the homeland. I believe. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And where is that exactly for the audience? Yeah, what's, what's the address? Like? Paragon City. I forget. What's your mom's house? Hey, Greg, what have you been doing recently? I've been doing a lot of things, Andrew. I see that. You got a big list here. Half of it I can't uh, understand. So, one, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty with Kurt. And I've realized the Call of Duty community is... You're talking about the multiplayer, not Warzone, Oh, uh, right? both. Both, okay. okay. Yes, but I've realized the Call of Duty community is full of uh, garbage human beings who, the moment they you lose... You just now they... realized that in 2020. I do. I, well, I haven't haven't played a Call of Duty game since like Modern Warfare 2. How was it when you played Modern Warfare 2? Uh, I don't remember because I was like 16. Oh, it was pretty bad then too. But uh, basically it was just like me and Kurt playing... Kurt playing fart noises and people just screaming at him and then calling him the N word. <laughs> oh that is God. awesome. Uh, not that, not the second part, the first. No, it's like all right, people all screaming right, at him. That's a good visual. That's weird. Uh, I got back into playing World of Warcraft again. 
I uh, did Nihilotha the other night, and it took me about nine hours to do the last boss. What is Nihilotha? Is that like an, so is that a new expansion or new dungeon is, or something? No, that is the, the final raid where you fight uh, the old god Nazoth as the final boss. Mm-hmm. And uh, people don't know what the fuck they're doing, so I what? spent nine hours and just beat my head against the wall. God. You're just playing with randos when you yes. do that? Yeah, I cannot imagine. Like, do you not like? You can't just step away for like fifteen minutes. Like, what happens in a nine-hour boss fight? Uh, it's just no. It was just us constantly wiping and then having to readjust our strategy and then people leaving, like, getting like, new people. Did you like step? Like, did you ever step away or like, were you just like? I mean, I got up. Like, we would take breaks. Like, I know what at one point ninety percent of our group left except me, a tank, and a healer. And we were like, we're not fucking. We're just gonna. Grab more people. I'll go out and grab people. You guys stay here. And then we just did that, like, we did that at least twice. And then you won. You and then we, we fucking won, and me and the, me, the healer and the tank, we each, I'm pretty sure we each set each other on ignore to never talk to each other again. Mm. Oh my god. Because of how mad we were at the end of so it. So you, you don't know any of those people? No, I do not. So did you, did you make friends through that? Or I can, I've made some friends through World of Warcraft. Well, you've made far more enemies. I've made I have made far more enemies in World of Warcraft. <laughs> That's cool. Though. Remember when I was gonna say? Remember when we uh, used to make friends in video games? I made. I have. I have made. I have made. I want to make more friends no. in video games. But I've made a decent amount of friends. Uh, like playing Final Fantasy, a lot of people are friendly on that. But uh, World of Warcraft are bottom feeding garbage humans. <laughs> who I will, who I will crush. Who are, who are exactly like us, who have a lot of time. Yeah. Just want to chill in the Discord, <laughs> sometimes without doing anything. Just staring the, at the The only screen. way we make friends now these days is like if someone else has Basically, a friend. Basically, the way I've played <laughs> World of Warcraft, every time I play it, is I, I do world PvP. And I've uh, it's basically you turn on the PvP and anyone can attack you. And I've been attacked by rogues, and I've just stomped on them as a warrior. And they would get on their alliance and then proceed to call me gay. Because I <laughs> oh like... <my> God. <laughs> so I'm like, alright, great. But, uh, there's that. Uh, Animal Crossing. Again, I'm continuously playing that. Uh, they added a new update last night and today. It added, like, counterfeit art to the game. Like, this can, guy... Can you counterfeit art? Yes. So, no, you can... Or, Ooh. you cannot counterfeit art. I'm sorry. Oh, man. You... So, there's a guy that comes to town. Every, he's random. His name is Red. He's a fox. And he puts a boat. He's driving a shifty, Wasn't like, this old... in a previous game as well? Yes. Red okay, is... I was gonna a, say. Yes. So, he... He's walking around your island. He's like, hey, man. I'm selling stuff. Why don't you come to my boat? And he parks his boat at, like, the secret beach on your island, which is, like, then he murders usually you, hidden. Then he dumps no. body in the ocean. So you go on his boat, and he sells art. And you're like, oh, this is great art. But it could be fake. It could be real. You need to have the the discerning eye to notice everything. But what do you... So they're based on, what, real artwork? Real art. Or? Like, one could be, like, the Mona Lisa, and it could be the real one, or it could be fake. And you know it's fake because, like, she has a smile on her face, like a big dumb smile or something <laughs> weird. So what do you Google at the same time you're doing this? Like Uh no, so I haven't he has he hasn't shown up for me yet, but like uh, so I'll probably have like the next time we talk about this, we'll learn that I've uh I've basically gone crazy. But uh it's really it's like super in depth 
And then you take the paintings and you can either keep them or you could uh, donate them to the museum and open the art exhibit. But uh, if you go and give them the art and it's counterfeit, the guy's like, you know, this is fake, right? You, <laughs> you bought something fake and he just shits on you for it. I would just buy like counterfeit art and hang it up around my house. It sounds like fun. Well, like, I have, have a, a little dumb sm- smiling Mona Lisa in my house. I, would I have I have art that would probably that is ins- borderline insane in my house. I've seen it. <laughs> I don't really want to bring it up. <laughs> probably shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now I'm, I'm running into the issue now where my villagers are starting to hate me. So. My, one of my villagers found out, or I shouldn't say one because now a lot of them have found out I like anime. How how do they know? So this starts back to maybe when the game first came out. All my villagers started moving in, and I had this villager named Annabelle, and she was like, "Hey, what kind of movies do you like?" And I was like, "Anime movies." Like that was one of the options. She's like, "Oh, haha, me too. Don't worry, I'll keep it a secret." I was like, what? Oh my God. Whatever. Oh, that bitch. This fucking bitch. So, a cat moved to my village. And I really like this cat. Her name's Olivia, because she's kind of like a mean bitch. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of mean to everyone on the island. Nice. But I'm, her be- I'm one of her best friends. She and she goes, cool. And <laughs> yesterday, I'm playing, and she's like, Hey, is it true that you like anime? Huh. I didn't notice that. I didn't think that about you. And I was like, what the fuck? Dude, you lost <laughs> your chance? Like, her exact quotes were fascinating. Oh. Anime. I would have not have guessed that was your thing. Dude, she was patronizing you. Oh my god. So That's embarrassing. That's so, exactly how I talk to people who like anime. I ran it's out. good. Yeah, I go, oh, fascinating. I ran oh, that's out. cool, man. And I, uh, I found Annabelle, and I swung a net at her a few times, and she got really mad at me. Uh, but then... <laughs> One of my villagers today, I got on today to play, and one of my villagers was, like, walking around. He's like, hey, he calls me out. He, like, runs up to me and calls me out. He's like, so you haven't been talking to me lately. I'm really thinking about moving. I think about killing myself. Yeah, I'm like, what? (laughs) Why are you going to move, dude? He's like, yeah, I think it's just time I pack up and leave. And I'm like, oh, okay, dude. So I'm visiting all my villagers, and another person brings up anime. They're like, hey... I heard you like anime. That's not really my thing, but you enjoy what you enjoy. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on, oh, dude? Dude, they're, they're starting to leave in droves. They're, dude, it's soon, it's, I, soon it's just going to be like me, a cat Bob, and uh, probably fucking <coughs> Olivia. But I doubt Olivia's going to be there much Well, longer. you know what you got to do. Bob doesn't give a shit. I have to kill everyone. No, Bob fucking eats snacks on the ground. You gotta at least kill. You gotta at least kill the. (laughs) You don't kill everyone. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta. You gotta do a public execution of Annabelle. Dude, right? That fucking and and put all your anime on her when you burn her body and like just say it was hers. That anteater bitch. Let me tell you, she thinks she can. If she's fucking with, she's fucking with my life, man. That's all I have. I don't have my Sims anymore. I don't have my achievements. Did she know like, how much money you made on the stock market? I mean, no, nobody knows that. That's crazy. I have played the stock market. They would, they would, they would not disrespect you if they knew. I have built four bridges for these people, and many steps. And still, you watch and still, one anime, and still they disrespect you know, me. You watch one anime. Not. You watch a couple hentai. No, I don't. I wouldn't do that. That's disrespectful to my animal. Hentai, Greg. Hmm. It's not really my thing, but. Yeah, it's not really my thing, but it's whatever floats your boat. 
Then they, uh, as he's packing up and leaving. <laughs> meanwhile, Bob just is like, yeah, whatever you want, dude. Yeah, while he's sitting, cool, while he's literally sitting on the floor eating snacks and his house is filled with bugs. He Bob's sounds cool. cool. Yeah. Bob's like a homeless man who just he lives cool, in man. my village. I remember Bob. Bob's the cat, right? Yes, Bob is the big cat. Yeah, I remember cat. him from previous games. I, I really wanted him and I was really happy I got him. But he is just like, I don't remember him being such a lazy piece of garbage. <laughs> He's evolved. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so my Animal Crossing life's falling apart and uh, you know, that's it. I've been watching a lot of anime also. Okay. Uh, so the new season started. I've been oh, watching. Oh. I should probably get the full name. Oh, the new season of anime. I'm sorry. Oh, new so season of anime. Yeah, general. so anime okay. anime starts like, or it has seasons every four you know, or so months. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. What? Dude, I'm Wait, having what? a stroke. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> I am watching, uh, I don't know how to say this, so I'm not even going to say it, but it's, uh, oh, Kaguya Samba Love is War Season 2, which is fucking, I've been waiting for that shit Well, that's months. a hentai, for sure. It is not a hentai, no. Sorry, oh. dude. <laughs> and, uh, one that I was surprised got an anime called, uh, Gleipnir. Gleipnir is pretty fucking cool. I think, uh, I think you guys might like that. And when I say you guys, I mean, like, John, maybe Noxo. What is Give it? me a one sentence uh, summary. People turn into monsters with coins. Hmm. hmm I like me. that. Okay. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that actually, it's pretty interesting. And uh, yeah. Other than that, what, I've, what's uh, Kaguya? Kaguya is about. It's in a high school. It's like I'm pretty sure it's a slice oh. of life. It's gotta be. Okay. Uh, but uh. <laughs> Is it? Hold on. God damn it. No. You got him started. He was almost done. I was almost done. You almost had it. So it's basically about these two characters, uh, Kaguya Shinomiya and Miyuki Shirogane. And they like each other, but they want the other person to confess, because whoever whoever, uh, confesses first is technically the loser. And they're like, alright. So they do all these crazy things to uh, get the other to confess to each other, to one another. Hmm. And oh, it's okay. the uh, it's the only semblance of happiness I have in my life at this moment. Man, that's so weird because that other pot or that other uh, anime you mentioned sounds so cool, and that Let one me sounds tell so you, lame. Yeah, it's a comedy one though. But I think Flask, if you want to watch season one, I will watch season one with you because <laughs> okay. I think you, I think it is very funny. You guys are gonna All bond right. and kiss. Well, we did that with uh, Asobi Aso Base. And then Flash was like, I don't want to fucking watch this shit with you anymore. No, no, we just kind of fell off of that. I wouldn't say that kind of thing. I love anime and my friend Greg. He just well, that is true. Anime. Flask is on record as loving both of those things. But I have two other anime I'm watching, but because everything else got delayed, but I'm not going to bring them up because that just will... That'll just it, blow, it could, that'll uh, blow my credit out of the water. Sure. You know, you gotta you got to keep it... Power levels, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. But uh, other than that, uh, I drift to sleep every night watching videos of uh, a dude rest... I gotta... Hold on. It's called Odd Tinkering is the YouTube channel. Oh, is it like Craftsman? It's kind of, but he just like restores stuff. Like I watched You just him... fall asleep watching that? I Yeah, I just literally like watched it in my bed. I'm like, this is hmm. so fascinating, dude. 
Like, he uh, repairs, like, a nuclear submarine light at one episode I watched. I was like, oh, that is kind of neat. It was fucking cool, dude. Cool. And, uh, that's it. Like, he repairs an Xbox in one, also. I know that. That's video games, right? Uh, yes, yeah, I guess I had console. to keep it video game relevant. Hey, Flash, yes, what up? Me like anime. Goodbye. Hey, Flash, Flash, you're up. Other things yeah. that you know might include Hello. things that you've done recently. And a no. list of those might be... I'm playing some uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. Because uh, I'm you, pass. Are you, are you, are you enjoying it? it? Look, it wasn't due to you playing it. I was already thinking of playing it before you said that on one of the previous episodes. Okay, you don't get sure, credit. Whatever. Right, dude, that's definitely <laughs> get credit, by the way. You don't get credit. It's a, I 100% uh, anyway. get credit. Because I know that what I said would appeal to specifically you. Yeah, 0%. I was thinking about it before. Uh, it's, a, okay, it's a really pretty sure. game. It's nice to play. Uh, that's the praise that I can give it so far because I haven't gotten very far. But it, it feels nice. Like, overall packages quote-unquote nice i when i finish it right. i'll probably have more major points to make but for now it's just it's nice it's just nice Light. all right it's fair um i i played through uh the dark pictures anthology man of me me dan man of Medan. me dan uh did anybody else that? Uh, i did that? me and kurt played uh, through <clears throat> yeah okay, I, okay. I i didn't beat it but i played through like the first half i think i don't have fun you, I, just, uh, I don't know why right. we haven't played it yeah. Do you have it on the computer, Flask? Uh, or on? Yeah. Wait, yeah, computer. It's like we should play the uh, multiplayer. It's a co-op game. What What do you mean by multiplayer? There's it's... a multiplayer for it where you uh, there's an you online multiplayer. That? I thought that was like the whole game. That's no, like no, no. I mean, are you just game, talking about yeah. the co-op online? Oh yeah, yeah. Co-op okay, yeah. Together. Right, so we could do that. I think that'd be fun because me and Kurt did it, and we were uh. We actually like masterminded that game. I'm very Knox excited. We will have it. We can do a full. Uh, play- it's yeah. only two players. No, there's a. Yes. No. Yes, Vito. You're Vito. I'm gonna actually like. No, there's this. a five player mode, isn't it? No, yes, yeah, but it is, that is local multiplayer. That's only local. Okay. Oh, we we did Sorry, we parse. We, we must have parsed. We yeah, parsed yeah, it. That's we what it was. We it, and then because I knew you played it. Uh, yes, we parsed it. And then I had to go it would to be bed. Fun to do like a big because I had to go to work like two hours later. Right. I was like, all right, let me uh, you know get some sleep. And we never have you again. only done one run, Craig? Yep. Okay, I've only done one run. Uh, so did, uh, I'll just say real what? I was just gonna ask. Uh, did everyone live for you? He... One person died because of a stupid decision. That I know how I know I, I believe I know how it would have been prevented, but it was basically basically like a fifty fifty choice that I got wrong. <laughs> Ugh, I don't know about you, me. I I mean, everyone survived for me, dude. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, but anyway, I'll just say like I, I, I liked um I liked well, Until Dawn a surprising amount. Uh, which is their previous game, super massive games. Uh, though though that game did have its issues, and um, I I could see the effort that clearly went into like the choices and branching paths in Man of Medan, uh, and the, the mechanics of the creepy stuff within the game, like how different things can happen to different people and mm-hmm. etc. Um, I like that all your little successes and failures can significantly alter things. That is uh, neat, yeah. the branching is very extensive. It seems. 
But all That's of cool. that is sort of let down by boring gameplay that feels bad to play. Oh, man. That's lame. Like, just moving around feels bad. Um, and the, the, like, there's uncanny character animation and the scene editing isn't always great. And the writing is pretty poor. It's, it's, it's too dispassionate to be schlocky. It just feels disjointed. It feels like not campy intentionally, mm-hmm. but like just bad writing. And that's I'm all to say excited. that in in the the feeling I had afterwards was still better than the feeling I had during it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes the overall package can feel better than being in it. Uh, so that's my my feeling on that game. But I would I would play another run with uh, with the group. That would be fun. Hell yeah! Cool. I'm excited for the second one. Second one's yeah, the next fucking one bad ass. I think. What was the what was that one supposed to be about again? It's about a little hope. It's like about witches oh, and yeah. shit. Oh uh, yeah, the Salem witch trials or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I like the, the narrator in those games and how they're all kind of connected ish. Like it's like an anthology series kind of. Yeah, we only have one so far, but I assume that that's going to be the connected yes. issue. Um, and I'll I'll mention uh, a movie I watched real quick. Uh, I had a craving for some like out of season spooky fair. I just felt like mm-hmm. it cuz that cuz that genre is like coming home to me. <laughs> so uh I watched a movie called Night of the Demons from 1988. I remember I remember seeing the cover of this in like uh the video store, the, the this and its first sequel. I remember seeing those covers of the video store and always All right, is it is it camp or is it good or is it good camp? Uh it is very camp. It is cheesy. There's, you know, there's TNA, there's uh fun Hell makeup yeah. and gore effects um yeah. the acting is stilted almost uniformly across the board to the point that it feels like it's intentional as a direction uh it, it feels like maybe they're trying to emulate like older b-movie acting from a couple decades prior um, but wait is that movie from 1988 you said it is yeah okay it feels like they're trying to emulate like 50s or 60s b okay okay i get you acting yeah uh, overall, it's very by the numbers for a horror movie, but sometimes that's what you need, and I think it is solid. <laughs> so okay, check cool. that one out if you haven't. Sure. You got anything else? That's it for me. All right. Neat. That does sound like kind of a fun movie, especially as a group watch. might be fun. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't watched the demons. sequels yet, but I will. Okay. Well, my end, uh, as you know, Flask, I've played... Technically, Life is Strange 2, Episode 3. As part of our ongoing buddy cop video series. So, if you guys enjoy Life is Strange and you enjoy hearing people bitch about the game as they play it, come check out our YouTube. Man, I just wanted to... We've talked about it a lot, but... Episode 3, Flask. I don't know if you felt it, too. I think you did, but... felt like... There was a moment in the middle there where I, I just wanted to call it. Like, it was getting... <laughs> there was. It was, yeah. it was getting pretty bad. So, the major problem with episode three is, like... And this has not been a problem in the previous episodes, but... All the gameplay that you're doing is work. Like, that's what the character is doing. <laughs> He's working. But it's just so fucking boring to play. And I'm so tired of games, like, doing the thing where, like... Well, it's supposed to be boring. It's, it's work. realistic. You're feeling what the I'm, character feels. And that made me think, Vito, you know, last week I brought up how 
the story is kind of predictable and you're like, how's that different from a movie? And I said at the time, you know, a movie could have those things and still be good, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a better answer is the main difference is that you're playing this over the course of like fucking four hours an episode and not over like a 90 minute movie. So like after like watching Flask fucking literally they're working on a weed farm. After watching Flask like spend like 15 minutes nice. doing the, these stupid ass chores with like deep debutting the weeds and shit like that and like <laughs> I don't want to pick it I want to smoke it bro are they presented as like mini games or is it just like no no this is this is the well kind of but like this that is the one game was, but yeah it's, it's, yeah the other ones are just like they're not optional the kind of thing to watch a cutscene <laughs> yeah yeah but it just seems so boring to play and you were actually playing it flat so I don't know if you felt the same I, I enjoyed talking to you about it while I was playing it. If I was playing it, but by yeah, myself, for sure, been for like, sure. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, and the story has not really gotten any better. Um, I I don't I, I have a hard time even remembering what happened at the end of episode three, other than it was just like a bunch of contrived shit that ended up with people getting injured. Yeah. But at least the story has gotten less predictable. I mean, episode four seems to start with uh, Daniel in captivity. Or Sean in, a ca- in captivity and Daniel somewhere else, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, we'll so see yeah, it through, we'll see it through. There's two more episodes left, and if it's gonna get better, now's the time, right before the end. <laughs> now's the time. Gaming wise, I did seriously uh, play through Resio Four since the last podcast. Almost at least, I'm like right before the final boss. All right. Yeah, and um. I was surprised when I saw you playing, like, when I hopped in and seeing how, like, good that game still looks. I mean, this is this is oh, a yeah. remastered version. Right. They already remastered it or... or right, yeah, so a remaster was re- released in 2011 on the Xbox, PS3, and PC at the time. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, the- it, it looks fine and it plays great, like... You know, I, I, over like the course of like a twelve-hour, thirteen-hour game, I, I did come up with like a short few things that, if they were to do a remake, I would like to see. But uh, I don't know. I have a hard time believing that the remake is not going to cut a bunch of stuff, but it's going to, it's going to do more trimming than adding because they seem to like yeah. have a quick turnaround. I mean, they want to release this in twenty twenty two. I think they said probably shortly after Resident Evil H release. Uh, I don't know. It's I don't know what the desire is to do it other than this will probably make money. You know, with Resident Evil 2 and 3, you can imagine some passion behind the idea of taking these beloved franchises and making them fun to play again, you know? With Resident Evil 4, you're, like, just kind of giving the engine a makeover and you're going to probably have to cut a bunch of story content because you don't have time to make everything. At the very least, I would be surprised if shit, like, separate ways... And um, the mercenaries mode, the stuff that was not in the GameCube version, I'll be surprised if any of that is stuff is in there. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, the PS2 did add uh, the other Ada thing. Separate ways, yeah, that separate ways, right? Yeah, but the the fact that they skipped over the one from that era most in need of a remake seems it just like a speaks money of cash grab. grab. Yeah, yeah. All right, so it's, it's very clearly a money grab, but. If they're gonna remake it, what could they add now that you, since you've played it so, recently? So what 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 they could add in a better version of Resident Evil Four 
a version that I don't think needs to be made, but like if they had to make it, this is what they should add. They're they trying to entice add- Andy to buy the remake. <laughs> they need to add a bit more story content involving Ashley, uh, specifically her bonding to Leon without it just being a given that they're best friends after Leon rescues her. Because that, that's really how it's shown in the game, is that like as soon as you rescue Ashley, you guys are like best friends, even though you've had no character development. Um, every scene hot. with Lewis... Every scene with Lewis, like, speaks to cut content. And we kind of talked about that with Greg. But, like, you have the one cool scene with him where you're defending the house. Otherwise, every, literally every scene with him in the game, he either talks to you for a minute before running off because he forgot something somewhere that you've already been, or he gets killed. But that's also, like, the main thing is what even when he's at, like, when you get to the house, I'm pretty sure it's, like, talking to you and you guys are, like, best friends. It's like, uh, yeah. oh, I'm yeah. missing something yeah. completely, dude. Exactly. There's, there's, there, there, there feels like a lot of missing content developing the characters in the early game. So seeing more of that would be cool. Um, With Resident Evil 2, they added more to Carlos, right? The, uh, the, the, I'm sorry, Resident Evil 3 right. remake. They added well, more. But they, they Kong, cut, right? like, way more shit out of Resident Evil 3 than they added. Like, that that's kind of why I'm worried is because... Resident Evil 3 seemed to have a quick turnaround, and that game does not have all the content that re- the Resident Evil 3 original game did. You know what would actually be cool as a, as a gameplay element? Is if after you get captured and you're put with uh, Luis, and he mm-hmm. doesn't just run away after being let loose, he actually sticks with you for mm-hmm. a while and acts as like a non-escort co-op partner who is who's sure, like genuinely yeah. helpful that would allow the player to engender like a sense of familiarity and uh mm-hmm. like compassion for him and actually like him as a give player. me a reason to give a fuck when he yeah because because he's actually helpful the back and he's a cool guy and you get banter or whatever right uh so this, um i guess i guess i would also like uh just a few gameplay updates maybe make the camera a bit better like pull it a bit away from leon like more like the resident evil 2 system i think it, i think the resident evil 2 remake system is is good. Um, you need a quick swap for weapons. I mean, there's a little few things like that they can tighten up. What about the um, uh, aiming while walking? Do you want them to add that? Or you'd rather keep it the same? I don't think they need to. I think... I, I, I would not... I'm not beholden to that. But, like, if they change that, they need to change the design of the game quite a bit. And I don't know if I would want to, to know what the new game looks like. Because changing that means that you make the zombies faster. You make the game a lot more like an action game than like Resident Evil 4 already is. Resident Evil 4 is already pretty much, you know, almost full blown in the action territory, but it's still got a bit of that survival horror charm. So I like the not aiming while shooting or the not moving while aiming in that game just because I feel like it helps create like a good charm. But I mean, it does get in the way and in some technical ways that don't feel fun sometimes. Especially when like you're um, the worst for me, and I think Flash told me to do this was. Trying to just knife a bunch of crates, and I like end up just like one step too short, and I pull up the knife and I swing and miss, and I can't just step another step. I have to like put the knife back, step forward, and then pull that back out. I mean, shit like that is pretty dated. But I, I was joking in the intro, but I'm serious when I say that. Like, when you go back and play it, I, I seriously think it's if I had to give one game a ten out of ten, I'll give it to like Resident Evil Four. It's so good. Me it too, still hold up, holds up. It's very, it's like very playable even today. And it, it doesn't follow any of like the requirements that I could think of to remastering or remaking a game. I mean, you look at, um, okay, so 
you know, we're getting kind of into like the larger discussion about remakes and stuff, but I completely agree. Yeah. But go yeah, on, I mean, sorry. Like, well, you know, there's a couple of requirements, right? So like with Halo or the, you know, the, the remaster, uh, the Master Chief collection, right? You can't play those, those games. You can't, I mean, I guess Halo 1 you could play, but certain Halo games you can't play on the PC. Um, right. Or on your current console, right? So, so that, that could warrant a remaster. Resident Evil 4 has a remastered edition on Steam that you could play. And on, uh, I don't know, that's on the, the consoles currently. Is that yeah, one yeah, at one point? Yeah. You, right. you can, yeah, I'm sure you can buy it on all the consoles. and I'm sure. Well, you can't buy it on Switch, I don't think. But I'm sure you can buy it on most of the consoles and you can buy it on the PC. They couldn't stop remastering that game. Yeah. Yeah, it was on Who every fuse. So I don't, I don't, uh, the only other thing, uh, this just came to me, sorry, that I could, that I would want them to add in a remake if they were going to make one. So I'm reading through some of the cut content in Resi Evil, from Resident Evil 4, and one of them was a, um, a ghostly manor, which is creepy hook ghost, like a ghost man with a hook hand. Yeah, the hook Chases hand after hand. you. Right, yeah, that, that would be cool to see, and that, that's in line with, like, Resident Evil 2 and 3 having a stalker enemy. Um, I could see them doing like the hook man or like making Krauser or something a stalker enemy. But when you something think like about that would the, be cool. When you think about the sheer variety of enemies and how some of them are just like one or two appearances, it's pretty impressive. Like like the Garador, you encounter it like twice in the game. Oh, in little arenas, dude, it's in, stuff like that. Dude, the Virgil that that, that blew me away when I saw that. I completely forgot about that. But like that specific enemy, like man. Such a cool design, right? Like, so there's there's a bunch of stuff like specific encounters with unique enemies that are really cool, right? Yeah, yeah. And okay. uh, on, on the gameplay side, like the the progression feels great. Like you're always upgrading your weapons. It doesn't feel like you're ever getting too strong or too weak. You never feel like you have enough money or too little. You never feel like you have enough ammo or too little. And yet you never run out of ammo either. You just, you know, it, it's good at maintaining that illusion that you might run out in the next fight. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it it's really great at nailing those gameplay systems and combining them together. And it's got the attache case. Oh, and the inventory is great, yes. too. Sorry, Vito, I think I cut you off. What were you going to say? I, I was just talking about, like, certain reasons why games might be remade. Like, I, I know... I liked in Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2 when they remade those. Like, you know, they updated the, you know, the control, the controls to like a modern system, you know? Mm-hmm. Resident Evil 4, that it almost conflicts with the uh, the intended gameplay, like you said. Like, the pausing and, and aiming kind of lends itself to the you know, the survival horror element of that, of that game. Right, that lets the that zombies be slow shamblers while still catching up to you, uh, you know, without you just destroying all of them. You know, yeah. So I really like don't that. see there being a reason for that game to be uh, to be. I think they're gonna. <laughs> I have a bad feeling they're going to change it. They're gonna change that. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, it's gonna end up. I wouldn't be surprised if they cut out one like the temple segment. Like you know, you go straight from like the island to the castle to the, or you go straight from the village to the island to the castle, or the village to the castle to the island. Sorry, cut out the temple or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do need to change the mine shaft segment. I'll just say my Dude, only. Dude, that gripe. is such a unforgettable, or I'm sorry, forgettable. That is very forgettable for me. Dude, it's not forgettable because at the end of that fucking segment, which is like a five minute long segment, you have this QTE where you have to smash X to climb up, and 
God damn it! I failed that like four times in a row, and I wasn't <laughs> not really? smashing. I wasn't not smashing X. I was like smashing it, but like not like I wasn't taking it super seriously because none of the other QTEs in the game were that hard. And every time Dude, you fail like it, a- you start back at the top of the mine shaft, and you have to go all the way through the fucking sequence again. It, I ended up. I ended up or something. Huh? Is that like a bug in the port or something? It very. It feels like a bug because I literally had to like set my controller on the table. Set my finger on the X button, just waiting, and then once the once the prompt go, I just was going fucking nuts, like as fast as I've ever clicked a button before. You gotta do the two finger trick. Yeah, I've never been good at that. My fingers are too fat. (laughs) Dude, I was that's crazy to me because every time I go, like every time I played Resident Evil, every time I got to the mines, I was like, oh yeah. This is really long. I forgot about most of this. Like ninety. I did not remember that segment at all. I feel like it might be a bug in the port because I've never played that port before. Um, but you know, Vito had some good points about like what Vito expects from like a remake or like what he wants from a remake. But does anybody else have like? I get. I guess the the best way I would frame this is think of like a game that you really want to be remade. And first off, if you have a good answer for what that game is, feel free to share it. Dino but also, Crisis. like, what what do you want <laughs> from a remake? Like, do you want that to be the same game but new, like in mo- like new gameplay, same story and everything, or do you want it to be like a transformation on the new on the old idea, such that it's like a new property? And like, some might argue that Resident Evil Two Remake is that it's like a new property, maybe. Uh, so in a Dino Crisis case, I guess. I would like to see more of, like, exploration, I feel like, through the lab facility and all mm-hmm. that. Like, maybe go outside the place where the fucking T-Rex is, like, stomping about. I want to see, like, that. But if they were to just remake it, like, which they really need to, because it's driving me insane that they haven't, or even announced it. Just, uh, yeah, I would take, I would really, I would literally take anything at this point. Remake that. Or give me give me Dino Crisis one and two. Just give me like fancy graphics, and I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. At least I got this. Yeah, the yeah. best remakes for me are usually just remasters. With, honestly, with, that's like, not, sometimes with the right. weak points shored up, but there really aren't right that many wholesale remakes with like whole entirely altered content. Anyway, most well, of them are just was, remasters with a little bit of change. Part of what got me thinking about this is. Um, I read the spoilers and heard people talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I've, no, I've got no intention on spoiling anything for anybody here. Um, I don't know if anybody here intends on even getting that game, Final Fantasy VII Remake. But that I does some, like... I managed to avoid spoilers. So okay. That does some really interesting things with, um, with, with the idea of a remake of a game not being a remaster of a game. And it's not just new gameplay and stuff, but they do some new, entirely new things with the story in a way that's like they are knowingly doing it, knowing what fans want and diverting from that and interesting in ways that I thought seemed interesting. I think that if you could pull off a remake like that, it's really cool and refreshing to see, but they're they're rare. I don't even know if I can name another example in gaming at mm-hmm. least. Uh, just off the top of my head. I think they could do a remake Prince of Persia. Oh, yeah, like, dude. That would uh, be maybe fantastic. Maybe even like a Devil May Cry, like just like a really stylish oh, yeah, man. combat. Prince of Persia. Yeah, no, I mean, I think Prince the key... 
Sands of Time. Or, or, or even do time. like Prince of Persia. Yeah, yeah, Sands of Time. Or even you could okay. do it in like a God of War style, like semi-open world. I don't oh, yeah, of those. I think that nope. IP would be great. I don't know if the demand is there, but like I think it could totally work. I think that, the key that thing gimmick with, is great. Like the time gimmick, I love that. Yeah. yeah. The key thing with all these games is you can't easily play them now without like emulators. Okay, so the first thing is just like with a remake, like Flash says, you know, the bare minimum you could do is just up update it with, you know, the and make it newest, accessible, newest, newest graphics, and make it so that people could play their their old favorite game again. Right. And then the second thing that you could possibly do is um, like quality of life changes. Um, you know, we, we Persona call, Five Royal, maybe. What's 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 the upgrade in that, or what's the Add, it adds, adds, adds a new adds some new story content, adds a new character, adds a fuck adds, adds, adds new character, content, adds quality new life character, changes, adds like it just adds a shit ton of stuff. The one I always think about is Wind Waker with the Swift Sail or whatever it's called that allows you yeah, to sail sure, faster. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yep, things that like yep. I just they're able to do now because of you know leaps in in gaming technology. You know, even like the Resident Evil. Uh, remakes that we've been talking about like the the camera you know you're, you're not stuck on uh with shitty camera angles and and you know the aiming Tank systems really worked and stuff like that um and then you know the last thing is like a you know uh expansions of of an idea that was in the original game you know i guess like like what you're saying with extra content and stuff sure. like that you know not necessary but if you could do it well even Divinity that's, that's has been a definitive edition. I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't what, call that what even got added with that? I don't even know. I never played the original. Honestly, I have no idea what the difference is. <laughs> they came out so cool like <laughs> a year after. I don't know. I think uh, they just—it's just mainly quality, quality of life stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. You know what? I—I I, I know they've been hinting at it for a while, but I would really like to see a Red Dead Redemption One remake. Um, and you know, I, I just want it to be easier for me to play it on my PC. I want to. I want to updated graphics, and I want it to be, you know, I could just buy it on Steam, and they could upgrade, I don't know, the aiming to what they had in Red Dead Redemption 2. And I could see them making a few story changes to fit in line with Red Dead 2 as well. Yeah, exactly. So it would be like a a remake, but like you said, the Final Fantasy style. Right. They're knowingly changing things. I I 100% expect them to do stuff like that to the RE4 remake. To make it fit in line with Resident Evil 8. If the rumors about Resident Evil 8 taking place in like a European village setting is true. Like 100% sounds like Resident Evil 8 is going to be like a successor to Resident Evil 4 setting wise at least. Yeah, the more I think about it, the Prince of Persia thing would be better as a reboot than it would be like a, a remake. Oh, yeah, it does. Right. I think that needs like a new X-Files. game. You know? It does, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, um, ex- examples of, of remakes that are actually really good but sort of like unsung are the Pokemon games. When you think about it. Oh, like, yeah, uh, sure. Fire, Fire, Fire Red, Red Green, and Leaf Green. Gold, Soul Silver. They just are literally here. like updated to the latest engine, quote unquote, with the con- mm-hmm. with like the features from the, the latest game. The newest content stuff, yeah. Into the old game. It's like just a very simple sort of remaster. Those are great remakes, remake. yeah. Um, you know, if we're just naming off ones that we liked, I really loved the Banjo Kazooie remasters, the HD remasters they did for the Xbox 360. Um, that, so that fixed the biggest problem that game by far, like the biggest design flaw, in my opinion, was that 
if you're trying to collect, and that was a game, you know, I don't even need to explain it. When you go into a level, you can collect 100 music notes, right? That's like one of the collectibles on a level. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the original version, if you collected 99 music notes and then left the level and came back, all 100 notes would still be there. And you would have to collect the 99 that you already collected uh, again before finding the last one. And they're not marked any different at all. In the HD remaster, they made it so that once you collect them, they're gone forever. And that one that one fix totally changes the game for me. It makes it way 100% more enjoyable. I love it. Unfortunately, that's only on the 360 arcade, as far as I'm aware, so I'll never be able to play it again. That's what I'm talking about. Just a remaster with the weak points shored up. You know, just a little changes to make it quality of life, like Vito said. You know what? I actually think would make a great game to to remake. Uh, Morrowind. Oh, 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 yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Well, if you... That'd be awesome. If you updated it to modern standards, but with the systems that are more complex, practically unchanged. uh, Dude, on paper, I agree, but... In execution, I don't trust Bethesda to do it. Oh, no, I'm not saying I trust Bethesda to do it by any means. I'm just saying, like, an ideal remake of that game. Yeah, 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 sure. For sure. I want to still play co op of that game again. (laughs) I think about it uh, daily. That's kind of all I had to say about remakes and remasters and stuff. Does anybody else have anything they want to comment on that? Crash Bandicoot Jumping Physics. Okay, that's a good comment. That being said, I think we should... Bully Scholarship Edition Music Class. No. I, I think we should uh, Bully Scholarship Edition our way into a break. How about you guys? I don't yeah. want to do that. That was a bad, that was a bad segue. I, yeah, it works though, doesn't it? We're in the break now. Oh, shit. Hello. Hey, man. What's up? How you doing? Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm alright. Are you, though? I had a, had a couple glasses of wine. My mic is falling over. I can't get it to stand up. It's too, too top-heavy. You guys can hear me? Sounds good? Okay, cool. Alright, uh, welcome back to the Broken Campfire Podcast. Let's, uh, so I had a bit prepared about video game stories, but for time, I kind of want to just abbreviate. I feel like uh, we want to, if we're going to talk about narratives as a whole, we should give it a lot of time. Um, time I don't want to give it right now, so just in general, just... This was a question posed by Flask a while ago that we never got around to answering. But does anybody have a, an example of like a message, like a message, like a story message or a theme in a video game that you disagree with? I assume Flask has something. Yeah. Since you well, since you asked the question, I didn't know you were going to ask this. I got to find it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fine. I'll, I'll I'll I got one. If nobody else, if people want time to. Thing. So you're saying but, like uh, something like, oh wait, oh, am I, I, I the bad guy? So kind of, it could be that. It could be stuff like, a, like my example was, um, more on the execution of the theme. So Final Fantasy 13. I hope nobody cares about spoilers for that game. I don't. Um, 
13? Never played it. Don't really give that, a shit. That game's main plot is, is kind Destiny. of kind of all about free will. And uh, I think free will is not all that interesting of a concept in general, but uh, the way they executed on it is really dumb. Because I, I don't know if we want to get into this here, but I, I think it's pretty obvious when you think about it that free will uh, does dumb. not exist. Like, it, it, there's obviously no free will. Um, but oh, okay. In real life? I don't think so. Hmm. That's something I'd like to pick your brain about. Yeah, that's an interesting discussion. Not because I feel a certain way, but I guess I'm programmed to think the opposite, but I, I haven't really thought about it too much. Though. I think it's a very useful illusion that we all operate under, but when you live a life of, of where everything is cause and effect, and everything that you do is a result of unconscious thought, that comes to you from your subconscious and things like your genes and your environment, things that you absolutely had no control over. I mean, you know, I, I don't see how there's any way that your actions could be considered free under all those constraints. But okay. all that being said, in Final Fantasy 13, like the, the plot is that you're you're being told to do this thing by this god, right? Literally, like a basically literal god gives you and your people a quest. And you have to complete the quest or else you turn into a crystal and die or whatever. So, you know, it's literally like... Fate is telling you your quest. And they get they get to a point where they figure out a way to beat it, like to subvert the crystal thing, so it's no longer a problem. They, you know, they, it's all about the screw, like the trope is screw destiny. Like, fuck it. Like, you know, destiny's not real. We don't have to follow this god's wishes. Then they get to the end of the game, and right before you kill the god, you find out that killing the god is actually what the god wants you to do. <laughs> and that's gonna and that's gonna end the world. That was the gods planned all along. And knowing all that, your characters still do it. And things just end out right because of a Deus Ex Machina, but like I I hate that idea that like they, well, I mean, they try to tackle there. They try to tackle free will and they made like the free will message true that you can't escape fate only because the characters were just like extremely stupid right when it mattered. I guess that's, like, an example of, like, a theme I disagree with, is that, like, it's, a, it's an example of, like, where fate is going to happen to you, even if, like, you're extremely stupid, and fate means that things are going to always going to turn out all right, so long as you, like, you know, just do what feels right. And that that's yeah. not obviously true at all. I feel like they got mm. to the end of the game, we're just like, well, we're not going to have a huge subversion where you don't fight the final boss. Because <laughs> this right, is the final exactly. game. Right, exactly. My my example is in the same area code as that. I would say, uh, Spec Ops: The Line, which I know Vito. Well, that played, was that right? was another one recently. I, I might have brought up. Yeah, Vito, you played that recently, right? No, no I never played. No, it. I was gonna say I don't oh, remember Vito playing someone, that recently. Did someone play that recently? I, I brought it up recently, but I I played it a long time ago. Okay, uh, I I always felt the indictment that that game was leveling at gamers doesn't really land. If, if no, I, uh, I don't think so at all either. My take on it was like, it, maybe it works for a specific demographic of like immersed Call of Duty campaign player or something. <laughs> um, but I, I'm just experiencing the linear story the writers chose to tell. Uh, I'm not identifying with the actions of the protagonist of a war right. game. It's not. It's not interesting if like the game is trying to tell you you're you're a bad person because you played this game. Where like literally your only option was to just not play the game. You know, you're you're yeah. experiencing you know by by experiencing the content, you are a bad person, is what the game is trying to tell you. 
Yeah, one of the most famous lines is, do you feel like a hero yet? And my answer to yeah. that was no. I never feel like a no, hero. I, I'm playing a game. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not the person. And the fact that the only response is to just turn the game off mm-hmm. isn't, like, logical. doesn't make any when sense. When that broke for me, I think I that game just really didn't capture me. Because the first time the game tests you like that, the white, the famous white phosphorus scene... Mm-hmm. I I remember scouting out with the thermal vision or whatever. Oh yeah, the area, and you can see all the people you're about to kill. Like you, yep. just just taking a minute to look over, you can just see that, and like you're just supposed to assume that you, the player, saw that, but the character Walker doesn't. So that when you pull the trigger in the white phosphorus, which you have to do, I try not to. If you like, just try sprinting forward and killing them like a normal person in like one of these games, then you just get killed off screen immediately. So you kill them, and then like everybody's like Walker, what the fuck? And it's like, okay, I knew that was going to happen. That didn't really land at all. And don't get me wrong, I've seen some good uh, like arguments for the the message that the game is trying to convey. I've seen stuff that seems that that feels pretty uh, convincing as as like an argument mm-hmm. for what the game is actually trying to communicate. Still, it didn't mm-hmm. work for me because <laughs> yeah. At the time, you know, I was getting this message thrown at me, and I'm yeah. like, it doesn't land. Uh, last one I'll say before I open up to everybody else is um, just a quick... I think Metal Gear Solid Five has a marketing problem where it says on the tin of the game, the theme is revenge. Revenge is, like, literally thrown at you a hundred times throughout the game. The game is not about revenge at all. It's 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 weird. <laughs> And it feels like a weird Kojima fake out, a la Metal Gear Solid Two, but it just does not land. I don't think. People, okay. It, especially because they do a little bit with revenge in the game, but they don't. It feels like it's going somewhere, but what? Whatever. We've all played Metal Gear Solid Five or know about the game enough. I don't. I don't really want to get into it, but that does not land. I don't like when a game does a fake out like that, unless it feels disingenuous. Pulled off everywhere. Yeah. Anybody else have an example of like a theme or a message you disagree with? Maybe a big question. Yeah, I was not. Uh, oh, I won't I'll go. let John okay. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was playing one of the Call of Duty games, and there were these Nazi guys, and I gotta tell you, I didn't agree with what they were saying <laughs> yeah. at all. I was yeah. gonna say the same thing, honestly. Was, I really? Don't know. Really? Huh? Okay. Which they one? were they were well ordered, and they were zombies too. And I'm like, yeah, I that part I didn't that. like. I didn't like yeah. that either. That was that was another thing about them I didn't like. That's it. Um, because I didn't. Okay. Greg and Rita, you guys got anything? No, that's a good discussion. Uh, I racked my brain on this, but uh, I'm a simp, and uh, that's fine. Anything you throw at me, so we can uh, we can we can wrap back around to it on a different episode. Maybe you guys think of something. I was gonna say Um, I I would need a little bit of time to think about this. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Off the top of my head, I don't. I can't really think of anything. I've been like, what the fuck? That's stupid. I hate that. I yeah. mean, I'm sure there is if I get like, you know, 10 minutes. I feel like yeah. there's something there with with like maybe the Witcher series and Destiny. But, you know, it's also it's a fantasy series and that's an element in that universe. So uh, I'm fine with like Destiny as like a vague trope where it's like invoked every now and then. And like you can see it as a literary device where like when ironic things happen you look back and realize it's part of the prophecy that kind of stuff can feel very satisfying you know i, I think that's fine in my opinion 
Yeah, but I don't know. Otherwise, it also might be better done in the books. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I didn't want to spend a whole lot of time on that, but you know, just get the juices flowing. I'll say this as a last aside to that conversation. I was looking up just like a list of like video games that have themes a few days ago, just thinking about this, and one I saw was Left for Dead. Do you guys know what the theme of Left for Dead is? Survival? I don't know. No. Uh, how the government failed the uh, no that quarantine. Friendship. The friends we make along the way. It is literally friendship. <laughs> And oh you can see my that, god! You can see that through the game devices, such as if you if you run away from your group, you have a higher chance of spawning a hunter that'll come kill you and a tank that'll come attack you, uh, like <laughs> yeah. shit like that. Like the game has mechanisms that de incentivize you from running away from the group. So but that's the, not a, it's not a literary friendship. theme. It's like a uh, game mechanic. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, a theme, a, it's a different kind of theme. Like a, a theme There's can no be no story a, in that game. A theme can oh, be. That is not true. A theme is, is just an idea true, yeah. that a, a, a thing is built around. Like in a lot of cases, it's a literary theme because we talk about the story in a game, and I guess more specifically, we were, this conversation has more been about the story. But if a game is built around a specific idea, like how you need friends to survive an apocalypse, that is also a theme, even but if it's only told through they're gameplay. Not friends, right? I would think survival's like I don't know, safety and numbers. Well, it's more. It's theme. more like teamwork. I guess than friendship. Like yeah, I guess I don't know. And friends you read is, that on the internet somewhere? It was like friends is yeah. definitely not the word. A list I would of use. game themes and left dead yeah, is on yeah. there. Wow, Maybe that's... like unlikely allies or when I but I mean the entire game is built around teamwork. The entire game is built around saying yeah, that's fair, but it's it's a gameplay. But mechanic. teamwork and friendship aren't. You know, you don't have to be a friend to work in a team. You know what I mean? Like friendship I mean, is such a weird. Does that word mean that the, is a theme there. of Counter Strike? Like it's friendship? <laughs> like friendship? Yeah, I used I mean. to. All right, I have a good example. Of this. So no, I, I mean kid, it's not like it's not like Counter Strike has specific mechanisms that right. de-incentivize right. you like separating as a group, though. You, you yeah, know, I understand guess, what I mean? Like it's a very intentional so. part of the design. That's what makes it a theme. Is that it's like an intentional part of the design, such that you can see that it's like part of like the the core of the game's essence like that the rest that. of the game was built around that concept i guess I mean, but, but the word so, so, friendship you, yeah the word friendship is different okay. than teamwork you know I, I don't know if it said friendship i i was just joking that okay was a bit. I, okay this guy's a I was, I, was simpl- I mean it was a simplified bit i mean it's it's it probably says something along the line of teamwork but it that's does okay. basically well, yeah, that's concept. my problem yeah, yeah. okay when greg was a kid no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I literally don't even want to do it. Grow up in a pod. Come on, Greg, oh, please. No. I, I guess I meant more like friendship in the tropey sense of like like what Flash said. The friends we made along the way is kind of like the point. You know what I mean? Okay. I That's hate the fine. people I play with. Yeah. That being said, Flask. Huh. I think you've got a, a few games that are coming out in the next two weeks you could talk about. Yeah, there's a few games coming out in the next two weeks. On the 24th, okay. there's uh, XCOM Chimera Squad. Tactics game? That that was a surprising announce from uh, XCOM 2 sequel. Five yeah, years out after the game. Your review's out already. Uh, are they good? I haven't, I haven't checked it out. Uh, I think IGN care about them. They gave it like a 7. Ooh, that's kind of rough. I think their one yeah. comment was, was something that you actually kicked out upon uh, last week or whatever. Uh, they said it seemed like it was just trying to flesh out ideas for a, a new game. You know what I mean? Like it was basically uh, like a yeah. tech demo that they fancied up a little bit. 
That's a hundred. So yeah, I said that last week because the surprise announcement with the release date being just a few days before Gears Tactics and being a similar kind of game just made it feel like they had some ideas in a sandbox or XCOM three, and they decided to just throw it out on the on the market with like a cheap price tag and see what people think. So Chimera Squad is that game that's coming out that people are talking about in terms of like uh uh like the the world of XCOM is now inhabited by both humans and aliens and they're like intermingling. Yeah. Yeah, well yeah, sucks. it's supposed to take five years yeah. after XCOM two. Yeah, and like uh it basically yeah, the aliens the ones that okay. are left over, they're trying to get into society. Dog. So I assume Chimera Squad is like a squad of Chimera's Human alien hybrids. Yeah, yeah, you got some humans. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, Looking on Metacritic, it has a seventy-eight right now. Hmm. That doesn't super bode super well, but it's only ten bucks, so yeah, maybe it's crazy. Well, then on the uh, the twenty-eighth, Gears Tactics arrives. Woo! That's the tactics. John talked about a little bit about last episode, but no microtransactions. Yeah, no microtransaction. It's a XCOM-like game set in the Gears of War universe. Can you, uh, can you quickly... I don't know if it's possible, but do you, do you know, like, a quick, you know, one-sentence summary that it describes how it's set apart from XCOM gameplay-wise? I know it's different, but I can't quite remember how. From my understanding, it's supposed to be, like, a faster-paced kind of thing. Uh, I've been trying to stay away from too much gameplay, but what I, what I know is that, like, when you, you know, it's uh, XCOM, you get a movement, and then you get an action, and, you know, your action mm-hmm. could be an extra movement. In this, you have three action points, and they can be whatever you want. And oh, so you can you, shoot three times. Exactly. Like and if you get an execution, I think you gain an action point. So it kind of incentivizes okay. you to run, maybe like point-blank blast like a, a wretch. And so then it's supposed to be faster because they have more action points, better ways yeah. to recycle your action points, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that seems to cool. be the main thing to set it apart. Cool, okay. Well, then on the 30th, uh, we got Streets of Rage 4. Yeah, I, I threw it on there because I didn't know that was coming out so soon, but I feel like that's a game that we'd really like. It's uh, I don't know if you guys ever played any of the old Streets of Rage games, but I mean, Hell arcade yeah. brawlers, that would be a fantastic four-player club game. Yeah. Play it. I, I'm surprised there isn't already a Streets of Rage 4, but yeah, I, I mean, it's not at the top of my list, but I, I used to love Streets of Rage uh, 2. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice surprise uh, it's coming out so soon. I don't know the price tag or anything, but... Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Thanks, Flask. I think that's all the games yeah, you watched, right? Yeah, throw the news now. Yeah. And uh, with the news, Vito Exotic, I think you're going to be our newsboy for the day. Is that right? Newsboy, yeah. newsboy. Uh, Andy gave me the news this week, and I'm pretty sure it's because he's going to have a stroke if he reads his first headline. <laughs> which, <laughs> that, that is why, actually. Uh, so it's Outer Worlds writers hire Outer Wilds writer. I almost threw yes. up saying that. Say that three times um, fast and then backwards. No, I refuse. Um, yeah, so Kelsey Beachum, not Kelsey Beachbum. Um, All right, nobody thought that. <laughs> uh, the writer of oh. Outer Wilds has been hired uh, by Obsidian, and it's news because... It's a funny title. The game's it's a funny title. <laughs> By the way, she is the sister of the guy who started the whole like Outer Wilds thing as a student project. She's his. Oh, sister. really? Okay. Yeah. So it's kind That's of cool. weird so she... and interesting. 
Well, I mean, that's really cool. I mean, he he made this big project, and now she has a career. Good for her. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's neat. Um, next up on the news, uh, so that so we know there's no E3 this year, but it looks like we'll be getting a reveal for the PS5 at some uh, event that's going to happen in May. Um, and in a basement. Yeah, I mean, Mark Sardi's basement is going to be him and the PS5 <laughs> and a green screen. <laughs> I'd watch it. Um, and there has a, there, there's a leaked uh, uh, price tag on this, and it looks like it's going to be exactly twelve hundred dollars. Weird coincidence. Yeah, I PS5. do not for the PS5. No way. You're, you're you got to be you're misreading yeah. that. So save your Trump bucks up. What, what um, on earth are you talking? There's no way. Venus. I give you a real, a real price tag. He's drunk. <laughs> I should not, should not let the newsman have wine before he got on the, got on the anchor. It's uh, uh, somewhere between four ninety nine and five forty nine, and uh, just to let you know that's a that's a tactic they use because it's really between five hundred dollars and five fifty dollars. Oh, okay. Right, I'm just making it sound cheaper. Yeah, right. money, so, money bucks. So this, I guess this is news, at least this article is like, you know, that's a lot of money. What do you guys think? Well, so I, what I think is interesting about this is that um, the, I think the most interesting part about this is that they're only making 6 million PS5s this year compared to they made 7 million on the launch of the PS4s, and that's due to uh, uh, production reasons. And you know they assume their install base has grown, so they would you would assume they would make more, at, at the very least the same amount as the PS4s. So the big question is whether they decide to release a few consoles at like the marked up price five hundred dollars, which they can make a profit on. People think based on the component price, or whether they go for the more friendly four hundred fifty dollars and sell the console at a loss, which they've had to do in previous years. Like I think the PS3 was sold at a loss. One of, one of the major consoles, it's not all that uncommon that they sell consoles at a loss just because they make so much more money off getting people on the install base. But, um, hmm. yeah, no, it's interesting. I, I also like the how I didn't see much from Xbox this time around, but Xbox and Sony seem to be on, like, a, uh, a cutthroat competition to, like, release their stuff at the same, to announce their stuff at the right times and, like, one-up each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if that means we're going to be getting the Xbox reveal in May as well. We'll see. Yeah. Hey, I mean, was it personally, the tower uh, thing or the Series X? Yeah. Yeah, the refrigerator. Yeah. Right. Xbox Series X. I won't pay five hundred dollars for a PS5. Uh, Absolutely. I'll wait. Not. I'll. I mean, I'm not going to buy anything at launch because. The whole point of buying a console for me is the exclusives. So I want to wait till there's a nice, you know, base of exclusives, and then I'll come swoop in when it's on sale. But yeah, me get the, it. Uh, the first adopters, I mean, what the PS uh, PS3 was on was uh, around the same price, right? So it was, yeah. I got a PS3 really late, and then me getting a PS4 as early as I did was like a freak accident, <laughs> basically, like a stroke of. Just uh, good fortune. So yeah. I, uh, I recently robbed a store. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, heisted uh, without me. I got. To, I stayed in front of P, Best, Buy. Uh, Best Buy to get a uh, PS4. 
I went from yeah. work to and stood in front of a Best Buy to like <laughs> I think from you waited online. Yeah. Oh wow. 4:30 p.m. to midnight. Oh my god, was it worth it? Uh, I played Battlefield 4 a lot. That was cool. That was cool. I only waited online for one thing, and I think that was Halo 3. It and it what? wasn't that long. That was what? Your mind, your mind, your mind cut out. What'd you say? Oh, ha- Halo 3. Oh, okay. oh yeah. I actually did wait for that as well. Yes. And it was only like an hour. But I find it difficult to see myself buying a PS5 anytime after its release, soon after its release. Yeah. yeah. Want it now. All right. Next up on the news, Jason Schreier leaves Kotaku and joins Bloomberg News. Bloomberg. Um, so I don't really know much about this guy. I, you know, I'm basically he, he's not, basically been like the, he's basically been the guy behind like most of the big stories Kotaku's broken in the last few years. And he wrote I think he's considered last year most. or the year before for like critical acclaim. He's considered by now to be like one of the premier serious journalists in the gaming industry. Uh, absolutely, yeah. I would say. And me and Andy have <laughs> been following his career yeah. since the early days due to reasons. Hmm. I've been well, following him he since said he was about a little it. internet troll. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, no, he He's, he, he he used to post on a forum that I've been a part of since like 2008, and uh, it, sorry, my, my mic seems to be cutting out. Uh, he he used to post on a forum that I've been part of since 2008, and uh, yeah, he uh, he used to be a little troll, and I it's it's still weird to see his meteoric rise to success. <laughs> yeah, so I guess you know a lot of people think the same way you guys do, and that he's a. Uh... He's one of the premier video game journalists, and there's been some concerns, I guess. And he's joining Bloomberg, guess, of all people. That's a huge right. loss to Kotaku and a huge gain for Bloomberg, I guess, if they want to get into games, which apparently they do. So Apparently they do, and, and he says, you know, one of the many things that really appealed to me about Bloomberg was... Your mic is really tech- cutting out, man. I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, is anybody I else think it's, I think it's just Discord in general. Uh, I think Discord shit in the bed. Yeah, I've been hearing everyone hmm. cut out. Well, uh, he was saying that... One of the the main things that appealed to him about Bloomberg was the tech team's editors telling him that they appreciated coverage of the video game industry's systemic labor issues and wanted yeah, to put more yeah. resources into that. So a lot of people were nervous because I guess Bloomberg, you know, uh, they're a little, uh, a little corrupt. I think Bloomberg, the news organization, is not that bad. I I thought I didn't think so, but I guess a lot of people were were upset when they heard this news. So. Maybe it's because of Michael Bloomberg and his that's uh, yeah, yeah yeah prison labor and whatnot. But Bloomberg News though is generally pretty good, especially like Bloomberg Financial. But anyway, I don't know too much about that. Uh, next up, uh, we got uh, further developments with the uh, the Cooking Mama Switch game that was that was recently pulled. Cookstar. Cooking Mama Cookstar. Yeah, yeah, the publishing uh, office is alleging that the developer Planet did not have a final version of the game approved before releasing and is now breaching contract. And on top of that, uh, they had plans to release a a PS4 version uh, that also was not approved. So that's why they pulled the game. Yeah, uh, the, the, the response from the developer is so funny. It's, like, it's insane. Well, it's it, insane. It was up to their standards that they gave us, so we released it. I mean, what they, they, even so though they didn't tell us the, we could. The, I mean, 
the, the developer reply. So okay, the publisher said they showed us a game. It was not up to our standards. We told them to fix it. They they didn't, right? And uh, the 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 dev reply was in 2019 they approved a game design. The game that we made was uh, absolutely met all the standards they set out at the time. So like it's basically like no, we disagree with our boss. We we did good work. Therefore, we release game that is so bad on release. People literally think it's a Bitcoin miner, and. <laughs> At the same time, we're not going to tell the publisher that we're ma- that we're secretly making and releasing a PS4 version of the game. It's insane. <laughs> but the what, you, what the hell do you think happened here? I I, I honestly think it's just developers just fucking gone insane. Like, <laughs> like there's maybe like one guy with like too much power. They showed the publisher this this game, and maybe it was so bad the publisher was like, you, you, you this is so far off, like. I don't know if we can fund you guys f- finishing this, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, it was getting that bad that and maybe the guy's comedy was going to go over. And so he just doubled down and tried to he did the stupid thing that he thought could get a little bit of money to like buy him time instead of like just give it up. I don't know. I'm kind of making this up as I go along, but I could see this being the, res- the result of like one or two really stupid people with too much power. Yeah. Anyway, it's a wild story, and I would not have known about this game otherwise. I mean, I guess it's a popular series, but very yeah. interesting uh, story. Uh, next up is uh, Rockstar reportedly making changes to fix crunch culture. So uh, they've announced that GTA 6 is in early development, and that you know they're uh, they're working to uh, fix some of the. Uh, the problems with their company culture that have came up in the past. I know Dan Hauser came out saying that he was working hundred uh, hour hours a week. Um, there was the, uh, the wives of Rockstar uh, controversy a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to fix some of these well-known issues within the company. And I guess not a lot has said has been said about what they're doing specifically, except that GTA six is going to be a moderate sized release and, um, you know, in the format that there will be content released over time uh, after the game comes out. And so my conspiracy theory for that is that insider sources like a year ago reported that take two's response or one of take two's responses to Red Dead Redemption 2 to Rockstar was that they need to make games faster. That was around the same time that Dan Hauser was reportedly leaving the company. So I'm kind of like. You know, you put one and one together. They're talking about releasing shorter games. I feel like this might. This is either a killing two birds in one and an honest attempt to rectify crunch culture while also releasing games faster, according to Take Two, or b just a good way to like put a spin on the fact that like the next game is not going to be as big as the previous games. It's going to have less content. Okay, wait. How can I? How can I don't take two or wait. Take two, right? You said, yeah, yeah. The publisher. How can take two mm-hmm. possibly, possibly have any sort of like criticism to make about their scheduling when GTA Five is the single highest grossing or whatever media in the history of media? It's like the 
I don't know. That's yeah. how these companies work. You know, the, the whoever the CEO ever is like, yeah, that's great. Now let's do it faster this time. Like, yep. I don't know. They, they see, they see how much money they made after, after Red Dead 2 was in development for like six years. And then they were like, man, just think about if it took four years. Or more importantly, <laughs> they see how much money they made from the release of Red Dead 2, right? And then they see how much more money they probably made from the bullshit multiplayer add-ons. And yeah, they're like, yeah. clearly our customers don't care if we release a finished product or not. So we want these games to come out faster. And you could release content in, you know, updates. Just uh, do the multiplayer thing to the single player. It's that easy, guys, you stupid idiots. Just mark, just commercialize your single player just like you do the multiplayer. So right. yeah, the, so the it's real be way like to phrase it, episodic content, maybe. Yeah, and, the real way to phrase it is like shorter games that have more uh, updates after the fact if they're released to get more money, like the GTA right, Five model, right? Without having the front-loaded GTA Five like campaign and right. multiplayer, absolutely. Experience. And obviously, I want the best for these devs, but that does not uh, speak to uh, a good future for the no. GTA it's series pretty pessimistic. I mean. Yeah, it sounds like they're going to try, you know, because people are asking for, you know, oh, where, where's uh, GTA Five, you know, single-player DLC, where's the Red Dead? And, and now it seems like they're going to give us half of a game we normally would and then give us single-player DLC and be like, look, we listened, we we got you the, the DLC yep. you guys wanted. Yeah. Really, that's, just, yeah, that would have been in the game, you know. If, or or literally, like, in, in the way that they've done the multiplayer, like some sort of episodic single-player campaign oh, where God. They, they release, you know, the first chapter and then the next year they release the second chapter. And, yep. You, you, know, end up, you end up playing a full-length Rockstar game at three times the ticket price. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't like this future. I put a little bullet point there. What do we want from GTA 6? But I, I'm not in a good mood to discuss that because I just I have doom and gloom in my mind. I don't even think I want a GTA 6. Yeah I, yeah, I was so unhappy with GTA 5 that I don't even give a fuck. Right, Red Dead 2 GTA was good, 6. but I agree. Red Dead 2 is amazing. Yeah. Single player. Single player is very good, yes. Yeah. All right, next up, uh, Sony announces the Play at Home initiative, uh, which is... Uh, twofold. Uh, one, uh, it's basically to reward people and ga- or gamers who are staying home and self-quarantining during this pandemic. And two, it's a fund that's earmarking $10 million to support indie developers who are unable to <laughs> bring in income right now. And that comes in the form of releasing... Well, I don't know about the the $10 million fund, but at least the first part comes in the form of releasing the Nathan Drake uh, Uncharted Collection and Journey out for for free for a limited time, for free download. We're, we're all heroes. Yeah. <laughs> that, you're welcome. You're welcome, uh, gamers. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know how played that... the Nathan Drake game, so I'm glad to have it now. But, you haven't played, uh, yeah, any, I've of played any of them? I haven't played any of them either. I played, part way th- I played like halfway through the first one, that's all. Yeah, Andy, you have a PlayStation. Uh, my I can use my brother's PS4. Hmm. Yeah, but, they're uh, all right. I, I wasn't like I've never been wowed by an Uncharted game. I mean, the production quality is just fucking right. It's mm-hmm. you know top of the uh, the industry, but the actual gameplay I never thought was amazing. But yeah, try them out. Journey I heard is great too. It's like a it is, and it's multiplayer in like a fun way, right? It's yes. Gotta, yeah. I wonder how well that like works. an invisible. Well, no, I mean they're giving it away for free. You're probably fine players, but I was gonna say I don't know how many players you would mm. 
Cause it, cause it's like it's like Dark Souls in that you find them throughout the world that you're playing. You know, yeah. so like you you have to run into players who are at the same point in progress as you, and that's kind of an old game. But so it's getting over free. So yeah, yeah. So now would be actually if. I don't know how it worked exactly behind the scenes, but I think now would be a great time to play that game now that this is Yeah, free. absolutely. Yeah. So there'd be a lot of activity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as far as the the fund, the $10 million fund to support indie, indie developers, I, I mean, I think that's great. Uh, that's I agree. generous. Yeah. I, I didn't read too much into that, though. I don't know how they're doing that. If they're just donating $10 million to developers, we'll see how that unfolds. Um, next up in the news... Rocksteady, those are the guys that made the the Arkham series, Batman games, and probably yeah. some other some other games as well. Uh, they reportedly pitched a Superman game to Warner Brothers, but Warner Brothers passed on it. Isn't this an old story? Like I remember hearing about this. Yeah, this uh, the this news is... story was a screenshot that leaked from it. There was oh. a screenshot that leaked from it, which may indicate that they're still working on it or. They were in a later stage of development than people thought. Well, scrap, but it's, um, Metropolis is that what it? Uh, a new Gotham, I think. I don't know. Actually, I don't, know. I don't know much about that. Yeah. I think I've talked about. Um, do we talk about it on the podcast? Like, I don't remember we talked about it on the be, podcast. I think. I think, I think I, oh yeah, we did. About we did. Yeah, uh, I think we all agreed it would have to be like uh, flying around and and through different rings and that kind of thing, right? Yeah, through rings specifically. Right. Right. Rings or your Flash game. <laughs> oh man, that'd be neat. That'd be neat. You'd have to make a big world for that, though. A really big world. Hmm. Super yeah. big. Um, <clears throat> there's been a controversy surrounding this new uh, first-person shooter multiplayer game, Valorant. Uh, their anti-cheat system because it installs a kernel-level driver that launches on <laughs> system boot. Vito, what is the uh, what is a kernel so, level driver? Okay. Well, as a There's... computer science major. No, Andy, okay. I want yes, Vito to ahead. answer this goddamn question. Go ahead, Vito. Please. Well, you know, as you as Vito googles it. So, your computer's got a brain, right? All right. I'm and listening. The, and you the got kernel, me. the kernel takes over the computer brain. Like the popcorn, right? The popcorn yeah. kernel? Uh, I don't know, dude. Honestly, I have no idea. But it's 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 basically. I guess there there are other okay, systems so, where. So no, Andy's got this. I'm passing it off to okay. Andy. I know the answer though. So the the kernel level is basically like the most possible access that software has to the hardware in your that software has to the hardware in your computer. So right. the things that you want as kernel level drivers are device drivers and that kind of thing. Like you you need your mouse and keyboard to be kernel level so that they can operate as soon as the system boots without having loaded the operating system. So why? So the controversy here is that this game has kernel level access, which basically, like, it's visualized through a series of rings. But the innermost ring is the the ring that has the most access. That's ring zero, and that is kernel level, which means that a driver with that access has access to potentially anything on your computer, oh, like all your everything. information, everything. But huh. so that's that's why it sounds worrying and the fact that it launches on system boot. But here here's my like counterpoint to it is like um easy anti cheat and like other anti cheats also have kernel system kernel level drivers. Those only operate while the game is running. 
Valorant operates on system boot. So people are freaking out because it's operating even while the game is not running. My, I guess my counterpoint is that, like, if you're concerned about a kernel-level driver, it doesn't matter if it's running on system boot or only while you're playing CSGO. Like, during that two hours you're playing CSGO, that driver still has access to all your information. And if it's hijacked, it could collect all that information. So, I don't know. I mean, I think it comes down to how much you trust companies to deal with these, like, difficult to understand security concepts. Um, it's just either either worry about it, uh, all of the anti-cheat stuff, or not at all. Not specifically right. Valorant's just because it's always on. Right. And people are pointing to, like, how this is especially concerning because Tencent has a, a stake in Riot Games and Tencent's, oh, yeah. you know, big... But it's like, I, I don't know, I think a lot of this... One of it just speaks of like Chinese boogeyman. You know what I mean? Like, you can just point to the Tencent and be like, "Oh, it's Tencent." Therefore, Riot has the most evil intentions, and they're installing a kernel level driver to steal to steal your banking information. And you know what I mean? It's wild. I, I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, I definitely am sympathetic to Riot's point of view more than I would be for a corporation because most anti cheats just don't work very well. And the reason why Valorant's anti-cheat is promising is because it loads on system boot, it can prevent cheats that modify the game before the game is even running. Or, like, modify, like, the system memory and that type of thing. Like, the super elegant hacks. And Riot has responded to all this controversy by offering a a bounty of, like, $100,000 to anybody who can crack their kernel-level driver. So, I mean, they seem to be taking it seriously enough that I personally am not turned off by this. I mean, if I got Valorant Key, I would still play it and not really care because I've already, I guess, I've taken that L and decided to play multiplayer games that install those level drivers for anti-cheat, but I, I, I am sympathetic also to the idea that it's not a very uh, hygienic way to do cybersecurity. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. I mean, I'm also somebody who has viruses in their Steam, so... Right, right. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up in the news. I'm glad you uh, outed yourself like that, man. <laughs> you got to come clean eventually, you know. Um, NVIDIA, uh, during this uh, period, uh, this pandemic crisis, they've announced that they're not doing any layoffs. Instead, they're announcing company-wide raises. And they promise no layoffs. So how's that? That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think um, when I first read that, I started thinking, like, NVIDIA is probably doing well, not just because, like, game, there's more gamers and stuff, but I wonder how much their, like, big data, big research applications are being used to visualize the coronavirus. I wouldn't be surprised if NVIDIA is actually pretty busy aiding in the coronavirus response through their, like, uh, big data graphical technology. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, they say there's no layoff. The work we do in graphics, science, AI, and robotics is more vital to the future than ever. Right, and I'm my company seems to be thriving right now because of this. Like we we are doing very well because of our direct relation to the coronavirus response. Almost too so, well, huh? Almost too well. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if Nvidia is seeing the same kind of stuff that my company's seeing. Yeah. Well, amidst all the shitty news, I hope yeah. that's uh, genuinely good news. Yeah. Without any caveats. 
Yeah, I wonder. I, I don't think that'll have any effect on. Uh, am I wrong here? Nvidia's got that uh, that game streaming device coming out that everybody's dropping out of, right? Or no? GeForce Now, yeah. 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 That won't affect that uh, company's dropping out of that at all, I'm sure, right? Oh, the one that's much better in every way than Stadia? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I read a bit more about that. Apparently, the sticking point, like, those companies knew that NVIDIA was doing that for a while because that GeForce Now had been in beta for, like, a year beforehand. The sticking point is that companies claimed that they weren't aware that NVIDIA intended to make money off of it. And so NVIDIA left beta and launched the program and charged $5 a month for it. That's when companies started freaking out, and they're like, whoa, hey, hey, we didn't agree to this. I mean, you know, you're making money off this now. It's totally different. So it seems like maybe everyone should just be transparent about their intentions. Yeah, but, you know, at the same time, like, it's hard to believe that NVIDIA would be offering this type of service totally for, for free, free right. and, that, and that companies would be totally cool with it so long as it's totally for free. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's that, true. That sounds like a, a PR battle to me. All right. And then the uh, last, but certainly not least, story on the news today, I believe, is uh, May 7th. Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming to the Xbox Game Pass. For for consoles only. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I know it's only for console. No, That's it's great. Joke, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> and, and I know I joke, like, I mean, sometimes I'll be in a Microsoft shill. But, like, man, the Game Pass is just, it's it's hard to deny how good of an offer it is. Like, there's oh, just yeah. so many big big ticket games and, like, games that are actually good that end up on it on both the PC and the Xbox. And if you only have one or the other, it's only five bucks a month. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's not just shovelware. It's a good selection. Yeah. Exactly. So this is uh, great news for tons of gamers. Uh, Grand Theft Auto uh, Five is coming off the Game Pass that same day. Um, oh, so they're offloading that, putting on GTA or, or Red Dead. That's Red, interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Obviously, we've all played the game a bunch, and we have it on PC now, so it's not really relevant to us. But I'm always happy that more people get to play such a good game, and. Uh, I exactly. wish the multiplayer game for that didn't exist. The multiplayer for that game didn't exist so that I didn't have any reservations in the back of my mind when I say that. Right. Uh, but you can also just do what I did and, and enjoy the fuck out of the game and mostly ignore the multiplayer. Yeah. I mean, from what the, from what I played in the multiplayer with my pals, it was fun playing with my pals. You know, that's all you, you could really certainly have yeah. fun. But yeah, you know, yeah. I, I always have a bad taste in my mouth when we go do something and John says, "Oh no, you didn't think you could do that for free, did you, Vito?" <laughs> <laughs> you poor fool. <laughs> yeah. It, it, but uh, yeah. that's the news for today. How did I do? Did just fine, pal. Do I, Especially like you, you leverage your computer science expertise to answer that question. Yeah, well, you know, like you know got to like break that. it out every now and then. A flex. Um, do you think I, I finally will get my paycheck? Mm-hmm. Let's move on to Greg's cultural segment. Um, Greg, I think you're going to play a game of uh, Pulsar or Hentai with us real quick before we end out the pod. Is that right? I am indeed, friend. I am indeed. So why don't you explain? You got a format? Is this, like, are we wanting points? Is there a winner or... Oh, so, yeah, I guess I should do points. That'd probably be for the best. Let me write your kids' names now while I do this. So, basically, 
I am going to give how many did I write down? One, two, three, four, five. I got five five uh titles here. I'm gonna tell you the title, I'm gonna give a description of it, and you gotta tell me if it's from an anime manga, like anime slash manga, or a hentai. It's okay. pr- pretty simple, right? I'm nervous. Yeah. Oh man. So I tirelessly I should say I've watched eighty percent of these. So, so does that mean All one the right of them ones. is? Does that does that mean one of those is animated for them or hentai? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All the right ones. Now, the last time we did this, I watched all of them. So, oh. I have to. <laughs> I appreciate your dedication to the craft. So, yes. All right. You know, for research. Sure. Right. Re- research. Dick research. You might say. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think anybody was going to say that. But well, I might all right. Say that. Anyway, <laughs> so to start it off, I will go. All right, is everyone ready? Never the first ready one is called Yamada and the Seven Witches. Yamada. I knew you were going to make that joke when I wrote this down, <laughs> which is the weirdest part. Predictable. So. My god, it's true. He even has written down here, like, Vito's exact joke. Vito's gonna say some stupid comment. It's like the last ten (laughs) minutes of a podcast, you know, I guess, silly. So, the description for this. Ryamada is a second-year student at Suzuku High. Ryu is always late for school, naps in class, and gets abysmal grades. His life is a dead boy. The beautiful Shirashi, on the other hand, is Suzuku High's brightest student. One day, without explanation, their bodies are swapped. Ryu ends up in Urara's body, and Urara's in Ryu's. Is that an anime manga, or is that a hentai? Classic Freaky Friday situation, huh? Yeah, well, I gotta say, body swap is a popular uh, trope. I got fooled last time, Greg. I I got all of them wrong, but I'm gonna go... I'm gonna go with Freaky Friday anime. Freaky Friday anime. I'm going wholesome this time. I'll stick with the crowd here, anime. You're not getting the better I of think me this the, time. You, you said there's seven witches involved? Yes, there are multiple be- uh, multiple girls involved. Okay, the the, 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 the inclusion of witches leads me towards uh, anime, actually. I will also, I can, yeah, I'll explain. So, you are alright. It, it is an anime. Okay. Nice. Now, the witch thing, so... Basically, I'll, yeah, I'll explain a little bit of like each one, because right. except for like the one I don't know anything about. So in this anime, the witch powers are like something to do with the school, but like the school's like curse or something, and mm-hmm. it picks random girls for or people for some reason, and then it gives them like a power. Like I think one girl can turn invisible, and nobody can see her, so she like gets in trouble with shit done or something like that. I don't. I don't know. Well, whatever, right? Alright, so everyone has a point for that. So. Alright. Alright, next up <laughs> is Boku na no Kanojo ga Majimesugri Showbitch na Ken. Oh, I've actually or, seen this one. Showbitch? Or my show girlfriend bitch. is a showbitch. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Haruka, yeah. she. Shinozaki has been interested in the class rep, Akiho Kosaka, since his first year in high school. She's attractive, good at sports, and is an all-around model student. Since they're in the same class this year, 
Shinazoki decides to confess his feelings, and to his shock, Kosuga agrees to be his girlfriend. Now, I cut it off because it proceeded to spoil, in the description, it proceeded to spoil a shit ton of this, and I was like, that's not gonna work. So. It sounds mm, so classic spoil. hentai that I feel like it's a trick. Really? What is classic <laughs> hentai? I mean, I'm, I, I'm so lost. Gotta, I, this I, segment go is it's too much. I gotta go with hentai. I gotta go with hentai. Why? What, what, what makes you think? I mean, I'm not saying I disagree, but I just don't get the... You guys seem to have downloaded this game. And Look, I, don't, man, I don't get it. It's so. not cultured enough to understand. You haven't been around the Whoa. block enough. My girlfriend is a show bitch, and you wonder why I think that's porn. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder why I think that's porn versus anime. Vita, it's, it's not that hard. You just listen to it. Does it sound like porn? Yeah, that, but I mean, uh, like last porn, time I got, I got got a couple times, and I for the same reasons... I'm gonna go with, with wholesome. I think right. Greg's tricking us again. He might be tricking it, us. It's, yeah. I'm... See, the problem is the line between the two is so razor thin. Yeah, that's what so I said last time. Indistinguishable. It's, it's paper thin, transparent. It's almost. incredibly thin. I'm gonna say hentai. I am. I am going with hentai. I, guess. I got this one. <laughs> Tell him the Congratulations, Vito. Yes. Oh. <laughs> You see, I was about 50-50 on that. I was I was worried about a fake out. Well, I think the show bitch thing is the reason Greg chose it. So that yes. it would so be I like picked sure, the, yeah, I picked the anime yeah. that had wacky names or were semi like you know etchy, as the Japanese yeah. say. There's going to be two wholesomes and a hentai edgy? again. I I need to, we need to talk to production and change up the uh, the <laughs> pattern here. He has five. I have five, John. You got five. I have five. That's too many. They only paid me for three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one is Dark Blue. A group of people go to a summer house for a vacation, unaware of the perils that were, they will undergo during their stay. Chaos starts when one of them dies, as escaped convicts have entered the vicinity and have destroyed the main bridge, rendering these people unable to escape. Now trapped, what are they going to do? Hmm. See, this one sounds so much like an anime. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like an anime. Forced. I don't think it's got the makings of like a hentai plot. Hentai, hentai. Um, you plot? know what? I'm, oh. I'm going to go with unless hentai, it's a really it, fucked up sounds, one. It, it just sounds so <laughs> obviously like an anime. Innocent child boy. <laughs> it just it just sounds so obviously like an anime. Like there's no there's no obvious sexual tension to that description. Let me ask. But I have something. to go with hentai. You're looking go at ahead, the cover. Jill. Are these prison? Uh, inmates, they look like. Would you describe them as a fat bastard? No, tag, fat they are bastard. not. <laughs> they, no, they, not. They are not tagged fat bastard. Uh, say when hentai. I, I right. say hentai. Greg, your your segment, your your awesome. your universe is falling apart. I've got you downloaded, pal. Put me down for anime. Class. Class. I'm I'm going wholesome. All right. Wholesome. What did everyone say again, please? One more time? I said, I said hentai, everybody else said wholesome. Alright. Congratulations, Andy. <laughs> what? <laughs> you said they like were said, bastards. Dude, they were not. Sound, they are not. It just, I don't believe it just it. sounded it just sounded so obviously like an anime I knew it could be. Now, this is the one I have not watched, but I looked at the tags and I was like, I'm not going to watch this. What are the tags? Uh, I'm not looking them up again because I really don't want to load up on that computer. And yeah, then maybe we don't want to say them anyway. Yeah. They're not good. Probably for the best. Alright. Next one. 
is I'm just gonna read the English title. So, Actually, no. Nande Coco ni Sensega is or as the English say, right. "Why are you here, teacher? Who the fuck just joined in the middle of this? What? What? About? Did you just what? see that? No, oh, I just no. heard someone join. You're insane. No. Dude, you're going crazy. Nobody dude, just joined, I'm, dude. You are dude, fucking 100%. crazy, you hear me? I definitely heard the fucking audio. I'm one, You're crazy. No, I, I Maybe. didn't hear that, and I'm, and I'm watching the Discord right now. Nobody's I'm in here. Going. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, no, I'm just crazy. I'm just crazy. My bad. I'm sorry. This is a hentai. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Our so, I'm going to read what, it. The, all right, number four. So, it's number four. Why are you here, Sensei? 17-year-old Ishiro Sato is an average <laughs> teenager who always happens to find himself in perverted situations with his teacher, right. Kana Kojima. Well, now, I made these you. super easy for you guys. These ones, I'm I'm not... Once we get to, like... Once I flesh this out more, I'm going to go to super harder shit. We just yeah. lost Vito. Did we lose Vito? Was that what I heard? Was it disconnect physically? Well, no, he just disconnected now. <laughs> I mean, he just disconnected right now. Like, right before I said that. I just heard the thing. Ah, oh, dude, I'm going fucking crazy. You are going crazy, my friend. <laughs> Alright, well, we'll see if he comes back before the end of the episode, but, uh... <laughs> fuck. I'll put him as a zero for that, because he ain't gonna get that. Uh, well, I don't know. He and I are neck and neck, man. I don't know if I want to... That's true. Yep, well, that is true. Uh, so, sorry, say the description one more time, if you don't mind. 17-year-old Ichiro Sato is a, uh average teenager who always happens to find himself in perverted situations with his teacher, Kana Kojima. Uh, I'm going to say anime. Like, it feels tricksy. I mean, yeah, I feel like you're trying too hard. Huh? Oh, We just lost Greg, too. Oh, my God. This podcast is, is falling thing? apart. Dude, what if NBA? New York's hit with a nuclear bomb right now and they just <laughs> oh got fucking, god. like, wiped off the... Oh, oh my god. Oh my, dude, there's people dropping off from the disc... Like, look look on the right. There's just people dropping like crazy. Oh, my god. I hope I die quick. I hope I die quick. Oh, jeez. I hope the nuke hits, like, right <laughs> above us. Oh, oh god. I don't want to look outside. I'm just going to see a flash of white. These are things I worry about. Google New York City. <laughs> just gone, gone. <laughs> My God, there's no results. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry, oh, folks. I, New York. I had a whole uh, outro bit. New York prepared. was wiped off the fucking mat. Yeah, New York is fucking gone, folks. I was gonna make Vito do the outro, and then I was gonna pass it off to somebody else after Vito did it. Just oh. to say fuck you, DeVito. We're in such a good one. Look, folks, but. if you're hearing this, please get indoors. There may be nuclear bombs dropping. We've lost New York. We're expecting <laughs> Boston any second. Please hide indoors, folks. Oh, my God. Dude, that would be so good for us if you got nuked right now. Like, we would get so many listens if we you would, just got... That would be... Uh, it would almost it, be worth... It would, no, no, fuck that. It would be worth it. It would be worth it. It would be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, me and Flask would be fine, but yeah. All right, guys. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Email us. BrokenCampfireGmail.com. Check out our video content. YouTube.com slash BrokenCampfire. Um, and we'll be back next week with a hot new Broken Campfire episode. Hopefully with all of our hosts for the entire duration of the episode. And uh, we'll, we'll be sure to follow up on Greg's cultural segment. Right now, me and Vito are <laughs> neck and neck. Uh, Flask. Lude. Why don't you do us the favor, or the, the service, the privilege, 
delivering the final final word to our listeners here. Sure. Well, uh, rest in peace to the folks of New York. Uh, John, me, and Andy will uh, will we'll miss you. I'm sorry you got uh, annihilated. Torn apart atom by atom. Anyway, uh, oh my god. <laughs> anyway, uh, next episode just be me and Andy, and we'll uh, see you then. Thanks for listening. Oh, oh my god! Turn on the news. <laughs> what channel? It doesn't matter. Every channel. <laughs> this classic one.